friends, welcome to another Talks with Lemme. This is available to the billions of people around the world and in 4K on YouTube, but also an audio on Pandora, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser, and so many other platforms. I'm your host, I'm Lim. I bring the perspective of a software engineer doing it for nearly two decades. And today, my sidekick is... Emmett Morgan. I'm a Las Vegas realtor. I have a degree in accounting. But between those things, I am a voracious consumer of information from many places. Uh, this allows me to make very broad, general statements that I can't back up in any way. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm excited to be talking to uh, Lane today. We have a... This would be the equivalent of like a Wikipedia Special Forces kind yeah. of dude. Uh, and that's, again... The information I've gathered over the last three hours has led me to this terrible explanation. So, Lane, can you tell us who you are and what you do in regards to Wikipedia? Thanks a lot. I'm Lane Raspberry. I share free and open information online through Wikipedia, especially other sources when necessary. Uh, Emma, people like you who are interested in all kinds of information, yeah. I supply this information to people like you so that you can join in arguments and conflicts on whatever topic you feel like debating. Whenever you do it, no matter how ill-prepared you may be, you can go to Wikipedia, start an argument on any topic. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so for three hours, we talk about that, <laughs> how to how to use Wikipedia to, to see the backside of Wikipedia posts and mm. maybe start arguments. The hidden uh, world of Wikipedia. Yeah, we talk about how governments affect it. And especially what really surprised me, Lane, with is your perspective on freedom of information. I think you uh, you bring a perspective that is you've you've been in that world for a while, and you bring information on how we should think about it and how it could help people. Uh, we also talk about submarine fleets, <laughs> submarine fleets, um, uh, aircraft carriers. Yeah, you know what? Hang in there if you want to find out what the top ten things are that people are looking for on Wikipedia right uh, now. I have no idea. Stay tuned, audience. Yippee! Cut. Oh, actually, I, to, uh, I was thinking, maybe describe to me what you think Wikipedia is to you and what you think it could be either to the world now or in the near future. Whoa, to me, Wikipedia a is a, a repository of open media. Uh, there's a, a social movement called the Open Movement. It's about transparency and access to information. What Wikipedia is right now, it's copying a lot of what's already public archives that have been inaccessible. So like taking artwork out of museums, making digital copies, and then you don't need to fly to capital cities around the world to see the artwork in the museum. You can get some information about the artists and the museum holdings from Wikipedia. Something that's more complicated, but what we're trying to do in Wikipedia is really go into every library in the world, get every bit of their archives, digitize them, digitize every book, summarize every bit of information and make Wikipedia a portal to information wherever it exists in the world. Like you started a Wikipedia article and that leads you into archives wherever they are in the world for more information. Uh, I want Wikipedia to be objective, nonprofit, a place where if anyone has any complaints, they can complain in the open uh, and, and, and be heard. I want it to be a, a leading uh, source of information in the nonprofit and community movement. It's some, something that's not supposed to be controlled by corporations. It's supposed to empower the individual. So, um, you made it sound really good. <laughs> there's well, there's problems, it. of course, <laughs> I mean, but that's that's what I want. What what perspective of yours has changed from the beginning of your knowledge of Wikipedia and now? Meaning, when you started with Wikipedia, just thinking of it as an 
online encyclopedia. When you mentioned the artwork thing, that sounds actually pretty interesting that, so that's, I feel like that's not what, uh, I guess a commoner wouldn't think of Wikipedia like that. <laughs> a commoner, a peasant. <laughs> me, me. <laughs> I'm a peasant, so. <laughs> well, I, when Wikipedia was established, it wasn't established with corporate funding or a big social movement behind it. There were, the internet was more, it was called the Wild West. Anyone could go mm. and establish a website and, and try whatever kind of social experiments they wanted. Uh, Wikipedia was established in 2001. Here we are in 2021. We've had 20 mm. years of, of Wikipedia. Sometime around five years after Wikipedia's existence, it had fundraised um, about a million dollars for its annual operating budget. They hired, hired its first employee ah. in, in 2005. So there were no employees for the first few years. And for a major internet property, this was kind of unusual. Now, mm -hmm. I'd like to also point out that the history of this, Wikipedia was extremely popular and well-known five years after its existence, even, even less than that. There, was a, there were a lot of people using it. Yeah. Money's gone up over the years. Uh, it's still got different reputations in different circles. And I'm not going to say that all universities, all museums, all libraries, all archives would want to partner with Wikipedia, but there's some that are sharing their collections with Wikipedia. And the advantage is it's, it's kind of easier to think about a museum that has public domain artwork, something that they're able to share. Yeah. Previously, they would have to invite people to physically come to the museum and view the artwork if they wanted to learn about the art. Maybe they were publishing books. Maybe they would also be trying to drive traffic to their own website. But if you say, wanted to see, show me all the paintings in the world that are by Picasso, that's kind of, that's a, that's a tall order to find mm. if, if somebody hasn't made the list and if you're just searching around the internet. But if you just type in Picasso into a search engine, the Wikipedia article is going to show up. It doesn't matter what search engine you're using or, or where you're doing internet search. Mm. And from there, Wikipedia can, can show paintings from different museums uh, when they're in the public domain and also give credit to the museums for holding these paintings, have links to say, if you want to see more, if you want to see this painting or if you want to learn more about it, you can go to the actual museum's website or look at the information they have available. But here's the summary on Wikipedia. So we're trying to index information wherever it is. And, and that's kind of new. We've always wanted these partnerships, but to go to an institution and, and tell them, give us your content. We're going to uh -huh. republish it and remix it. And we're not going to let your curators write about it. We're just going to have random people on the internet describing this stuff. And people who might've gone to your website are going to go to Wikipedia first, but mm. also we're going to drive traffic to you after they've read our content. It's just, it's a strange thing to explain to, to cultural partners. But and, on, and on, the plus side, on the plus What's side, that? on the plus side, you don't need uh, security guards to keep me from licking the Picasso paintings. That's right. You can lick your, your computer screen anytime you want. Uh, you want to uh, you want to lick in different places. You want to wear out one spot on the screen. All right. I guess. I think. Anywhere just just make sure you're, you're viewing different paintings so that you're <laughs> different parts of it. Sure. Uh, um, is is an online encyclopedia the right way to think about Wikipedia, or you seem to be kind of focused on a museum aspect here? Is there, what's, what's the best, so starting at the, at the beginning, what is Wikipedia to most people or, or how would you describe it? Uh, are, we, are we close or are we way off so far? We, Wikipedia, the most popular part of Wikipedia is an encyclopedia. 
Mm-hmm. The definition of encyclopedia, it, it's had different different people have thought of it in different ways at different times. The definition yeah. that, that the Wikipedia community usually goes with is that it's a summary of information that's already been published. So a key characteristic of, of Wikipedia as compared to other encyclopedias is if there's a topic that mm-hmm. we want to cover and we find that nobody's written about it, then we won't commission subject matter experts to write that article. So some of the competing encyclopedias, they may say, this is a, a topic that everybody knows, uh, say like um, a, a sport. Baking and bread. They, what's what, what's that? Baking bread. Sure, the baking bread. So they, yeah. may, they may go to a, a baker and say, T- tell us what bread in society is right now. And they get a contemporary perspective and yeah. they have that person contribute to the encyclopedia. We never commission the original creation of content in Wikipedia. We only summarize what somebody's already published. Mm. And so this also means if if there's a topic that a lot of people are discussing and the the sources that the readers are able to find, our, our editors are able to find, aren't very good, then we don't get an expert to fill in the blanks. We take those bad sources or mediocre sources, summarize them as best as we can, and that's that's the fullness of the Wikipedia article. So that's mm. that's one difference between Wikipedia. And the other difference that I'll say, uh, I, I two, two differences. One, we can also do a lot of multimedia. So one is pulling in free and open images whenever we can, but we can also mm-hmm. get sound files. So like, for example, there's people who are interested in birds. Uh, yeah. They go take pictures of birds and that's fine. They can upload their pictures of birds to Wikipedia. But there's also people who not only chase down the birds, but they hold up microphones to the birds. They record bird song. So Wikipedia ah. is an excellent library of audio files of different bird songs. So we've got the images from the from the birding community and we've got the audio files. So all this multimedia. But the other thing that I, I think is bigger than the encyclopedia and bigger, bigger than the multimedia is this aspect of it called Wikidata, which is data, the conversion okay. of all information into structured data which is much more remixable. It's it's having a much more much bigger impact on on the net because from the data you can you can get out a lot of other information. Whereas if you're just having humans write text or humans import pictures, you're you're limited to what humans can do. But data, the, the advantage of data is increasingly machines are going to start writing Wikipedia, which is where we're getting into very new technology and new territory. Oh, so what 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 data set would a would a normal human what would I be interested in that I'd go look at your Wikipedia and see some data on like car some, accidents or that, what's that like car accidents or what would, what would be some data I could access? Uh, well, one of, one of the big activist data sets that's being curated is uh, gun violence in the United States, mm. especially by police. So we, if we were just talking about if, that, yeah. if someone were to go to the government and want this information, then there's different political reasons why, it's hard to get access to information about when the police have done violence on citizens. They don't want to do it. It makes a lawsuit. But there's different people in Wikipedia that every time there's police violence, they're making digital records of this happening, even if it's just mentioned in local newspapers. You can have a small town newspaper, a small town news source. This doesn't make national news. And then somebody will make a Wikipedia record of it. Because like I said, Wikipedia is a summary of what's been published. Oh, can can I throw one in there? Actually, so last year during COVID, Mm-hmm. Um, I was tracking like the U S data. Um, and then I was like, I was enjoying comparing it to like Vietnam cause I'm, um, my family's from Vietnam mm-hmm. and then just looking at other countries to see how bad America was. 
but I started noticing certain. Uh, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> it's uh, Las Vegas and Nevada. The numbers were like nine days old, and I was like, "What the fuck? Why? Why isn't somebody in Wikipedia updating this?" I was actually using Wikipedia as a source yeah. of information. So um, some of that data was published on like CDC's website and whatnot. Yeah. So I was actually going to their site, grabbing the data. I actually put it into Wikipedia and hits uh, submit. Uh, hit what was it? Edit contribute and whatnot yes. and it, it went to an, a moderator ed, uh, moderator i think and they approved it I was yes. like, hey, i did something for wikipedia <laughs> oh that's great so this this did happen so people around the world were co reporting their local covid statistics and these would appear in wikipedia articles for mm. covid by location so yeah. certainly every country in the world there were some cities or certain demographics that also reported covid information and when this information went into wikipedia because wikipedia is digitally native that means that other search functions on the internet. I mean, search engines like Google and Bing or uh, Duck, social Duck, media go. platforms, they could pull the information easily out of Wikipedia because Wikipedia had already formatted it for ah, digital yeah. reuse. So when you put the information in Wikipedia, it's not just about putting it in, into Wikipedia, you're putting it into something called the linked open web or the, hmm. the, the linked open data cloud where other, other people can republish it. Log. So, yes, yes. I like that acronym. Is there, a, is there a way to describe that easier? Or was that linked? Uh, what was it? Log. Linked open <laughs> data. Cloud. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, linked means that uh, when you're searching for one topic, you can find cat catalog, a, a hierarchy of other topics. So, for example, if you're searching for city data, uh, then some, some topics which could be linked are epidemiological records, in this case, COVID, but also things like uh, financial records, the, the income or whatever public, public finance records are, population, weather, uh, all the kinds of data sets that people would expect to be associated with a city. And these can, oh. these can all, be, all be queried. When I say open, that means that anyone can export this data and do whatever they want, and they don't need a lawyer's permission. It's just the permission is granted through the website. You you can reuse it. You can do whatever you want with it. And by by data, I mean that it's formatted in such a way. The difference between data and information, these terms are kind of fuzzy, but data yeah. in general, when someone's talking about data, that means that a computer can read and interpret it. It may be, Maybe a human's going to look at it also, but mm. data is formatted in such a way that computers are able to publish it. By chance, oh. is it kind of like, uh, I'm just going to throw out a random idea as, as you're talking about it in how I'm conceptualizing it, I guess. So like say if uh, you're curious about a city and then maybe you're curious about the weather history, is this data set up where maybe you're searching San Diego, but yet that same data is probably set up for like South Africa where you could just pull where, where the city is probably the, like the category. Oh, Johannesburg. And then, oh yes, it's Johannesburg. And then weather is the next top topic or i don't know what cat uh, subcategory so then you could get both datas is that something i don't know that's what i'll that, that's exactly right so I'll, I'll tell you so suppose there's a meteorological data source a government weather agency in one country and a government weather agency in another and they have a history of reporting data maybe they're not publishing it for computers or they're not publishing data they're publishing information say mm. so they have one format for publishing it in one country and one format for publishing it in another country but when people import that data into wikipedia we standardize the way it's reported so yeah. that you can ask a computer show me the data mm. across different locations and another thing about wikipedia and data 
supposing one country is publishing in English and another country is publishing in another language. So they yeah. say the word temperature and they don't say it in English. When we import it into Wikipedia, we have Wikipedia exists in, in many different languages. And so yeah. we also translate these concepts. So someone could ask, ask, what is the temperature of a given city or what are the cities in the world that have the highest temperature? They can ask that question in any language they want and yeah. Wikipedia will still give them an answer. You don't need to speak English to pull out data. But is Wikipedia Fahrenheit or Celsius? <laughs> both. It both. So it's oh, Fahrenheit in the in the, in the United ways. States, and it's Celsius Celsius for the rest of the world. So that's that's the the advantage of of having data. You can convert monetary units. So show if some if it said this this building costs whatever to build, you can yeah. see that in whatever currency in the world, or this is the GDP, or this is the distance in kilometers or miles. A computer can translate this very easily. Yeah, I should have worn my Wikipedia shirt. Damn it, I totally. Totally went over you my head on one? That one. Yeah, yeah. So okay, go change. I'll connect. I actually may go change, but I'll, I'll uh, connect my story to the question that I have. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, on Wikipedia sometimes you'll see a thing that says uh, we are a nonprofit. Please yeah. donate money, something like that. Yeah. So it had a um, like a twenty dollar donation thing, and and you you get a T shirt. So I I did that. Yes. Then. For whatever reason, I decided to go to Reddit and people, I, I forget what I was searching that was connected to that. I, I, mm -hmm. I probably watched Wikipedia um, something, but I started seeing people saying, hey, Wikipedia makes has a lot of money. They don't mm -hmm. need those donations. So now yeah. uh, just what's your thoughts on that? Meaning when I read it, the people were saying Wikipedia has a whole lot of money. They don't need donations. And I, I thought that was kind of weird for them to say that on Reddit. That's right. what I remember. Are you saying you got ripped off on the t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I love the t-shirt. I wear it all the time. <laughs> I, I'll just say, certainly, I believe in Wikipedia's mission, as does the rest of the community. So yeah. there's different uh, groups of stakeholders in the Wikimedia movement. There's the, the users around the world who don't really follow the political issues. They just want to read the information. Yeah. Sure, that's that's fine. So that's yeah. that's the main stakeholder demographic. They need benefit out of Wikipedia. There's right. something I need called. To, I need to go read about bronies right now. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's there's so many articles, and then you then you have the people who care about this community. They need an outlet for shared objective information, and those are the people who maintain the, the Wikipedia articles. It's typically people from the brony community. They're going to maintain that. Content. <laughs> there, there's there's yes. so many fandom communities. Yeah, and, yeah. and they find an outlet in Wikipedia to come up with this this shared information about it. The, that's the ed editorial community. So that's, okay. that's the second group of stakeholders, the people who are actually clicking the edit button, adding content to Wikipedia, reviewing mm -hmm. content, fact-checking, upholding quality standards. These, these are volunteers. It's yeah. uh, several hundred thousand volunteers in any given year. People come and go. And yeah. these are people, people around the world who care about different topics. Now, the third stakeholder community is something called the Wikimedia Foundation. These mm. are uh, paid staff of a legally registered nonprofit and charitable organization. They're the ones who pull in the donations and then they allocate them to different interests, including a, a certain percentage of that going to the editorial community. I'll tell you where the, where the tension is, and this this comes up over and over again. And I didn't yeah. I didn't mean to offend you if by bringing up the story. I'm not sure if I offended no, you. No offense. No, okay, it's okay. Good, it's good because to ask. no, you, because obviously I did put, uh, give twenty dollars. I do I do like what Wikipedia is doing. So, oh, uh, you think you own the place now? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. <laughs> I I want Wikipedia to be financially supported, but I'll tell you, the Wikimedia Foundation 
so here's one perspective. There's many perspectives. One perspective is if you look at their, their annual budget, the Wikimedia Foundation uh, internally decides where 90% of the money goes and about 10% of the money they give to support the editing community. Mm. The Wikipedia community of editors would like a higher percentage of that money to support editorial programs, especially mm. in lower and middle income countries. So even when my money does go to the communities, it tends to go to richer countries, Europe, Europe and the Americas. Oh. And the Wikipedia community would like a lot more money to go to Spanish speaking countries, South America, uh, different different parts of Africa, very little money goes to Africa, India, India Central Asia, East Asia. And the Wikimedia Foundation uh, hasn't been making these decisions with the, the editors who have made Wikipedia, who have provided all the content of Wikipedia. There's so, no so one at the Wikimedia Foundation producing content. They, is, they completely rely on the, the volunteer editors to make content. Does that mean that there aren't many editors doing work in Uganda? Or that the ones that's exactly that are. What that means. That's exactly okay. what that means. Yes. And I'm not saying that people need to be paid, but I'm in the United States. I have fast internet. I have a computer. I can get Wi-Fi anywhere. It's got the it's, sweet tie on. There's just it's very comfortable. I've got I've got this little webcam. I'm able to do this at home. If, yeah. if I were in a country in a in another economy, I might not be able to edit internet on my own computer. I might have to go to a shared space. I might have to travel there. It yeah. could be inconvenient. I may not have access to webcams or fast internet connections. There's a lot of inconvenience that people face in countries with other economies. And I would like to see more of the money go to get that kind of diversity, that kind of cultural and language representation. Mm. Uh, and we haven't been able to work that out yet. There's continually protests by the Wikipedia community against the Wikimedia Foundation. That's not to say we don't want the donations, but definitely People ask, where's the money going? And it's transparent. There's uh, conversations, so many conversations. We, we want uh, more Swahili content. Exactly, exactly, uh, yes. So I'm, I don't know if I'm dumbing this down or if you guys implied this on th that little segment. <clears throat> yes. Is stupid. <laughs> is the money, like take, take uh, what country did you say earlier? Uh, Uganda. 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 And we also so, mentioned, mentioned Swahili language. <laughs> so Uganda. <laughs> That's different, yeah. <laughs> When you're saying that there's not as many editors there, is that, are, are, would you imply, is it because there's not enough money coming from donations from Uganda that ends up not having editors in Uganda? That's the Wikipedia community's perspective. The Wikimedia ah. Foundation would speak to itself, but they say there's different justifications for not sending money to these communities. I, I personally disagree with that. I think that money solves a lot of problems. Yeah. And I'd like to see maybe every country in Africa, minimum, you send $5,000 a year there. Like the number should never be zero. But for no. a lot of countries in Africa, the, the money that the Wikimedia Foundation disperses to those countries is zero. Let me rephrase my question again, because uh, uh, is it users in Uganda, are are they not using Wikipedia at all? So therefore there isn't a need for editors because there wouldn't be. Yeah, they're busy walking five miles to get some water. That it's not like that. So. If, Every capital city in the world looks the same. Like cap capital uh, cities, people have internet. There's there's a, a, a demographic that's using internet. Ah, oh, you're destroying my stereotypes. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> and and in every country in the world, we have except for where it's banned, uh, yeah. we ha we have Wikipedia readers and a lot of them. So in general, Wikipedia's readers are the people who go to the internet and use search engines. 
where you have a population who's using search engines to get information, you have Wikipedia readers. And when you have Wikipedia readers, a certain percentage of those people start editing Wikipedia also. So do, would they, uh, the Wikipedia, I have so many questions. Found it. Mm. Yeah. The found that foundation, aren't they able to see the data? Say, say Uganda, say somehow. Absolutely. They, they saw Why are you picking on Uganda. <laughs> Uganda. They saw something like a uh, hundred thousand search uh, results went to Wikipedia or from Google to Wikipedia, whatever. A hundred thousand people ended at Wikipedia in Uganda. So then if they see zero editors, shouldn't, was that something Wikipedia foundation is like, well, we see a hundred thousand search results end there. Shouldn't we send some money or is that something they consider? There's, there's been, yes, they consider it. So yes, we have the data and Wikipedia is a global website. The, the numbers say what the Wikimedia Foundation reports is that Wikipedia gets 1 billion unique readers every year. And one it's billion. been this way for some, some years. So we're talking about, if, if you think, how many people in the world watch a Hollywood movie in, in every year? Everybody. How many, how many people in the world watch any sport in any given year? How many Crickets. people, how many people uh, participate in Christianity or Islam oh, yeah. in any given year? So these, when you're talking about things like this, you're talking about 1 billion people a year. And I'm not saying that Wikipedia is on par with these things, but I, I will say that it's not common at all for a nonprofit community organization Mm. to have 1 billion people participating in, in what it's doing. So when we talk about the story of Wikipedia, we can talk about it globally. That's what we're doing right now. Mm. But if we actually had researchers, you could you could tell the national story of Wikipedia in any country. Say like, mm. have someone pull out the data and say, here's, here's when the country started getting engaged. Here's about how many people edit from this country in a year. Deconstruct, what do people edit on? Like in this yeah. country, people started by editing their movie stars and singers and, and pop culture icons. Oh, but so then, shallow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. Because you, that's America. No, no, no. <laughs> There's people come to Wikipedia and they start yeah. editing My Little Pony or Pokemon or whatever, <laughs> what, whatever is the, the joy of their, of their youth. Yes. And when they come here, they learn how to edit. They learn how to socialize. They learn the etiquette and mm. how to collaborate, they learn how to use citations. And when they learn how to do that, then if at any point in their life they want to do something else, they start doing something else. But rarely does anyone come into Wikipedia to share public benefit, general information. I mean, it happens. Typically, yeah. people people enter Wikipedia through pop culture, uh, and, yeah. and then they start doing other things. I like how it's p teaching people citation, because like all of high school and college really struggles to teach people <laughs> citation. It, it, it really does. It really does. Some people make it all the way through college and don't know how to make citations. <laughs> we see it in Wikipedia every day. Hey, Lane, to rewind back a little bit, when you were describing yes. the uh, stakeholders and communities yep. in uh, Wikipedia, can you, uh, for our listeners, uh, describe a little bit more who you are and what your position is? What is your... Uh, what what is your stance? What is your relationship vis-a-vis? -vis? I'm a an, a Wikipedia community editor. Yeah. I align most closely with the volunteers, but I do have an unusual paid position. Mm. I'm employed by the University of Virginia in their School of Data Science to engage with Wikipedia. Meaning, mm. um, I I'm a full-time Wikipedian at the university. Nice. There's only about 
30, maybe 50 people like me in the world who are paid to generate Wikipedia content. Yeah. The reason why my university sees fit to do this is they were willing to experiment. They were looking for some kind of new media experiment, and I, I just fit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in general, what I'm doing is I take knowledge from the, the professors, the students, the researchers, anybody who wants to share it. I help them get it into Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And then what they get in return is I also help them track how many people are reading that content. Oh. So in the same way that somebody might say, I want to reach people, I'm, I'm going to become a YouTuber, or I want to become really active on Facebook or Twitter, and I'm going to track how many people are reading my stuff and see. Sounds like Lim. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, this, is this an effective way to reach an audience? Yeah. And different platforms are useful for different things. And in academia, Wikipedia is a good fit for a lot of people because they're yes. just sharing general reference information. So that's what I do at my university. That is very cool. What was their rich? You said they were, they were just uh, the University of Virginia was just looking to kind of branch out and try something new. Did they have like a focus? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, so, so I'm the University of Virginia. It's in the beautiful town of Charlottesville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And uh, social context, a few years ago in Charlottesville, there was different people have different names for it, a Nazi riot. Ah. So we had Nazis ascend to Charlottesville in protest to keep some Confederate monuments. Uh, so Nazi flags wave, waving and, and white pride, and the community was struggling with its history. Of- Wait, would the Confederates of old, would they have been anti-Nazi? I would have thought, uh, they, right? they were cer- they were certainly pro slavery. <laughs> there, there's no, no doubt about that one. <laughs> I wonder what the Nazi stance on slavery was. <laughs> it, okay, sorry. Con- it's a tough conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that, this is going on TikTok. <laughs> so, uh, what I heard was before this this Nazi riot happened in the town, the university was generally conservative about talking about its history of slavery, yeah. and as soon as this happened. The staff of the university said, you know what, we're talking about every kind of social disparity we have. We're going to start talking about when was the first black person admitted to this school? When did this school start admitting Mm. women? Remember, even in the United States, for every university you look at, there was a time when they did not admit women. There was a time when they did not admit black people. A lot of them didn't admit Jews. Uh, The the world just a few generations ago was was very different everywhere. Yeah, the Redskins and the Irish absolutely absolutely so any kind of weirdo you don't want them in here we had we had monuments to uh meriwether lewis the explorer in the lewis and clark expedition who took sacagawea uh he was born in charlottesville and he he traveled across the united states all the way into oregon walking walking the whole way uh and wait he walked to oregon there was no cars back then i'm afraid yeah somebody's got to walk it first and then one of those uh, horse and carriage kind of deals, or you or can, literally you can, walk. You can ride your horse, but there's no trails. <laughs> okay. I, I, I so really trailblazing. What, what it's like? Yes, yeah, somebody's okay. got to be the first person to go there. He was yeah. he was from Charlottesville, and so there was monuments to this guy. Yeah. It, it's not that people protest the surveying of land. That's not what it's about. Yeah. But there was to to make way for what he was doing. We did. <laughs> eliminate all the native americans from from charlottesville because there was mm. there's no coexistence between white people and, and the native people Ge- mm. they're gone extinction genocide they don't they're not here today and yeah, they were there first and now they're not they're not they're not here anymore yeah and then 
wherever Lois and Clark went, it just led to the ex- extermination of Native American people across the country. All right, and, he was a trailblazing pioneer, but with some devastating consequences as well. So in, in, Ju- in July 2021, after several years of protests for these monuments, the, the city took them down. Yeah. In, in, the, in the early morning, they brought out cranes, they grabbed these statues and said, we've had this discussion for long enough. These monuments are going and mm. we're going to re, re, have, a, have a discussion about what kind of history we want to share and celebrate in this town. So mm. I, I got hired at the University of Virginia, one for, for this context of diversity and inclusion and mm-hmm. where can people go to voice their concerns if perhaps they don't have access to big media. Well, anybody can edit Wikipedia. So yeah. if somebody wants to talk about the history of, of slavery or the history of civil rights in Charlottesville. Wikipedia is an outlet for that or for any town. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm doing is this Wikidata. I'm, I'm positioned at something called the School of Data Science. And uh, Wikipedia is a, a great source of all kinds of data sets. You know, uh, what you're talking about has made me think of a very obscure thing that... Tell me. Uh, in the early days of the internet, I think one of the first Kickstarter campaigns was for a uh, giant Robocop statue in Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> I really want to search on Wikipedia now. Did that? Did that ever come through? I never know if this statue got built or, or is standing in Detroit somewhere. I, re- I recall that. I I think it is actually. Is it? Uh, <laughs> but but I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a problem about the Wikipedia article. If there's a Wikipedia article about it, maybe yeah. we check. But Wikipedia might not be able to have a picture of it. I think that it wouldn't because we don't have something hmm. called freedom of panorama in the United States. Which freedom means of that, panorama, yeah. Freedom of panorama, which okay. means that it, it, you, someone in the United States, if they're standing in a public park that they're free to yeah. go in, and there's an artwork in that park, yeah. they're not allowed to take a picture of that and freely distribute it on the internet. Could so, you link to the Google Maps Street View that shows the Robocop statue, it, pre- presuming it exists? Uh, Google gets to do all kinds of things that <laughs> that Wikipedia's lawyers and, and activists don't want to address. Like we don't want to be the target of lawsuit and 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 start doing behaviors that yeah. could get us sued. But there's there's multiple copyrights on this. So there's the copyright of the character Robocop. Yeah. And then there's the copyright that the artist has of crafting the statue in a in a particular mold. So yeah. if we had a Wikipedia article for this, we can't even show the statue. And this comes up. What about the will of the people? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I we want like Robocop. They be more activists. You want Robocop. <laughs> I want Robocop. <laughs> Damn the rights. I, I think if it's in a public place, then I think people should have the right to put pictures of it online. That's, I agree with I, you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, um, hey, um, I think you mentioned earlier also that uh, certain countries censor Wikipedia. Yes. Is is that China or is there a short list of countries that uh, do not let people look we're, at wikipedia we're definitely including china so <laughs> so china does not let uh, a billion people you, you can't access wikipedia behind the great chinese firewall is that correct i'm not chinese and chinese people would be able to speak for this but the answer is I, I would say yes and no so chinese people in mainland china cannot go to wikipedia ah. until until recently people in hong kong could i I, the situation in Hong Kong is changing, but Hong Kong had a very, very active Wikipedia editing community uh, and very politically active people in general. Yeah. There was also a, a community in Macau that's Portuguese, China. Yeah. And Gamblers. then Taiwan. Yes, exactly. So t- Macau, Taiwan, and Hong Kong historically have had. Well, uh, well great, I'll go to, great, I'll great go to bat and call, uh, I'll call Taiwan a separate country. 
<laughs> You're not John Cena? I'll take that stance. <laughs> I'll say Taiwan. Taiwan is good China. <laughs> Believe me, there, there, there's people who come to Wikipedia articles. So every territorial dispute, yes. people come and say, Wikipedia, I need to need you to change the way you've drawn your maps. So <laughs> yes. India, Pakistan, and China, and uh, Japan, and those little islands that may, may or may not be part of Korea. Or Look, Lane, those islands that may or may not be part of Japan. Lane, uh, yeah. Taiwan has all of our semiconductor chips right now. We need them. <laughs> all I, I of this, say, all of this podcast activity is not possible without Taiwan pumping out semiconductor <laughs> chips. There's so many CPUs and semiconductors right in front of us right now. <laughs> I, I advocate for free access to information in, in every country. Without the <laughs> hardware, there is no access. <laughs> we need open hardware, too. We, we shouldn't yeah. be beholden to copyrights and patents for hardware. Anyone should be able to, to print chips. And we need to know what the chips are doing. It needs to have an open design so that we can mm -hmm. know, does it have a back door? Can someone spy on us if we're using this? How much privacy do we have when we're accessing websites? Can we achieve privacy? People, people need to know these things. And if you have closed hardware, I was telling you, I'm an advocate for the open movement. Yeah. This applies to hardware too. You can't have secret hardware and consumer trust at the same time. One compromises the other. Yeah, but Lane, I can't invest a billion dollars in researching, designing, and manufacturing these super awesome chips if you're going to let China come along and just steal my technology. We, we can't, but maybe <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, the technology from a generation ago is good enough. And yeah, you'd, be, yeah. you'd be surprised. There's, there's young people who rock up to China because you can't go anywhere else to do this. And they have a, a design for chips. And they yeah. publish. Oh, you can, you can go to a mom and pop Mom and Pop's old-fashioned chip manufacturing shop, and you can get your own chip breast in China. That's something that some people do. <laughs> where, they, where they have children working the machines? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No? Whatever, whatever, the, whatever the case, we need more public discourse about it. They're fast. they got small fingers. Very accurate. By any chance, from a big data side of things, are you able, not you, are, is Wikipedia able to um, kind of see, like, say, uh, Hong Kong, Taiwan, if they're if people are not using Wikipedia, does that mean like China's coming into Taiwan and taking more control? Or I, I don't know. Is there things on a big data side that you're able to see? So most of the traffic with Wikipedia is public, but there's aspects of the traffic that's private for uh, um, personal reasons. It can happen that when you're sharing big data sets, you think it's aggregated. You think this is global data. What can mm -hmm. go wrong with sharing it? But even when you're sharing data sets like this, and it's just kind of a surprise, sometimes it makes individuals uniquely identifiable. And you might ah. ask, how can you identify one person if you have global Wikipedia traffic? Yeah. I, I can't I can't easily explain this, but if somebody's visiting some weird website and they get connected to another website, sometimes they get uniquely identifiable. And then you've identified somebody as a, a dissident. They're looking up politically, mm -hmm. politically controversial stuff. So while there is this kind of information, we, we get the information about how many people are reading different articles. There's some, some, some of this information is private. That said, mm. the Wikimedia Foundation, they do have this kind of information. They could be doing research. Right now, there's just not the will or the aptitude or the labor capacity to be asking these kind of various particular questions, mm -hmm. uh, especially when the political situation changes year after year. Yeah. What we really want is for everybody to have access to information. And when you have some kind of repressive government, we don't immediately run to research it because either it's it's going to get better or it's not. And, and, yeah, and Wikipedia doesn't, doesn't. 
doesn't yeah. have access to change that. North Korea. That? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Russia. North, North Korea, of course. That's a, that's another country that restricts access. Turkey restricted access for some years. Yeah. Uh, they they had some political strife and they just cut off Wikipedia for 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 several years saying no one no one could access it to read Wikipedia articles about different political things in Turkey. Pakistan has cut off Wikipedia before. Some Central Asian countries have from time to time. Uh, even France, they didn't cut off the oh. entirety of Wikipedia, but there's a, a, a case that we talk about. It's, it's celebrated where somebody who is a, known to be a Wikipedia editor in France was taken in by the government and ordered to delete a particular Wikipedia article. Oh. So th these kinds of things happen even in, in, in countries where people expect their freedom. Was it, did that have to do with politics or what was that? Or can you talk about it? Yeah, sure. I can talk about it. So okay. it's well known. Uh, this, the situation was that there was a supposedly secret government facility and somebody made a Wikipedia article about its existence saying oh, where, yeah, what, do that. where it was. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. Somebody at this secret government facility, 15 years before someone made the article, yeah. they had made a documentary about the facility and it was released ah. on, on VHS and published mm. in, in local television. Well, somebody pulled out this old documentary and this VHS record was perhaps the, the, the only or the major source of information about this place. Yeah. They said, well, if, if somebody's giving tours about this, why can't they make a Wikipedia article about it? Yeah. But, but in, in the time that passed since then, they had forgotten that they ever made the documentary and yeah. that was the major source of information. And the government's position was this place ought to be secret. Uh, yeah, so we spent a lot of years waiting for people to forget about this. You can't be digging up old VHSs. <laughs> it, it it gets dug up on Wikipedia. But it in the world. Hilarious. <laughs> well, you get you all watch, our secrets. You watch what you say and you remember it forever. <laughs> that, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Here in Las Vegas, we have a uh, famous Area 51, mm. uh, which exists, and people yes. largely think alien stuff's happening there. It's it's not really alien stuff, but it, it, there is a military base that. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of it has to do with uh, aerospace, right? A lot of jet airplanes and and, sure. and in some way you got to keep some stuff secret, right? You can't can't give all your secrets away if you have a credible threat to your safety and security. Credible. That's, sure. that's uh, my perspective, but yeah, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. <clears throat> if, if there was somebody ever at Area 51 who took videos and then published them online, Mm -hmm. Like that would be a conversation in Wikipedia about can we take information from there and and adapt it to include in articles. <laughs> I think I think the this Air Force was... would also want a conversation with you. <laughs> they might show up at your door with some uh, <laughs> some paperwork. <laughs> when you uh, spoke about uh, freedom of information and then freedom of hardware, yeah. what uh, on the whole um, spectrum of freedom of that in, in that nature, uh, freedom of hardware, something that when you said that it made me think of RISC Five. Have you heard of RISC Five? Uh, CPU. So there's an architecture for CPUs and it's, um, it's been picking up some speed in the last few years, but it's still not at the, it's not at the speed of what, uh, we, what we know of most laptops and CPUs right now, mm -hmm. but they're making some big headway and I don't know, maybe five or 10 years they can compete maybe. So anyways, is there any other things, uh, in your, your, um, Open hardware. Hard, hardware, exactly. It, it's not my space. It's not something that, that I keep up with. I, I generally mm. support openness and privacy and empower to people. So mm. if you have this technology, it may be a generation behind what you get from commercial vendors, but mm. you get this, this privacy and this openness, and that's attractive to some people. And I, I would like people to have the option to use their computers, use phones, without having continual surveillance. And if that's mm. important to somebody, 
and they're willing to use this technology, I want it to be available. I, I, I like the idea of people having trust and being able to have private conversations that aren't mm. tapped. And, and if you're using an Apple product, you should just assume that if, if any government needs to hear you, they're, they're going to get access to your information. Oh, burn Apple. <laughs> or, Wait, or, so. Google, or Google. Or Google. Oh, tech son companies. of a bitch. Yeah, yeah every, every tech company. <laughs> Facebook, Microsoft, uh, Amazon. They got any, me. Any of those companies are going to do whatever they want with the government. Is, Wait, so RISC-5 is R-I-S-S? R-I-S-C and then V. R-I-S-C-V. V as five, but RISC. Okay, and this is a open architecture, meaning people can see and contribute to the design of a microprocessor chip? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, similar to... Uh, there's a... Uh, I, and, and it's like a, right now they're at like 90s level speed. Um, I think I think more than that. I think I actually oh. I actually bought one. Um, it, it's kind of like uh, remember the Raspberry Pi, the little yeah. computer unit that could run Linux on it, but it was pretty slow. Yeah, if you want a lame homemade robot, you want to use Raspberry Pi. Yeah, yeah. So they, they have <laughs> RISC Five processors that can do that, and they're making some big leaps supposedly where they think, or what I've heard, people think in five to ten years it's gonna uh, catch up. So you're going to use this 2012 uh, level processor with the idea being, I know <coughs> that everybody has seen the design and that there's no secret backdoor Correct. Uh, monitoring. So for yeah, the, most, yeah. the most recent one uh, that I could remember with uh, Intel and um, AMD, uh, what was it? I forget the name now. It wasn't, I, it's not I Wanna Cry. I think that was the virus. There was... Um, CIA. Um, anyways, there's, there's one that it was, I think... Pro, uh, dang, I'm just totally ruining, ruining the segment. I think it was um, <laughs> no, Instruction Set 23, where supposedly the conspiracy theory, because there's not enough data, um, CIA came to Intel and AMD and said, hey, we want access to that mem that instruction set at 23, and you cannot release what this does. I might I might be off on the number. I think it was number 23 or 57. I, th I think it was 23. Mm -hmm. But they cannot release what was written in that code. Yeah, and anybody that wants to develop on AMD or Intel, when they buy, it's like I don't know what a five hundred thousand uh, dollar contract to be able to write programs. Mm -hmm. uh, I think at the CPU level, I'm probably destroying this, but they cannot release when they buy that D when they buy that contract. They also have to sign the NDA. Right. They cannot say what was what they even saw with Instruction Set Twenty Three. Yeah, you can't say what the CIA doesn't want you to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's not just about the right to produce the chips. It's also about the right to understand them and yes, to, yeah. exactly. to publicly critique them academically to describe their vulnerabilities to the public. Yeah. And it, that, that specific thing was so crazy that um, that instruction set 23 has mm -hmm. been for 25 years of CPU production. So you're talking about from 2008, I think when it released 2018, all the way yeah. back to like 1990 something, yeah. that instruction set was there. So, so you would only even have a chance to notice this if you're down in the machine level, the the hard code that lives on the hardware, right? And even on top of that, actually, it was, in, uh, I guess, um, just fortuitous, or not fortuitous, it was just coincidence that year where I, I was following some other programmers, uh, kind of like white hat, white hat hackers. Yeah. And he was describing, hey, these CPU things, we most of us don't have the hardware to even get to that level to troubleshoot it and try to test it out. Cause you want to do penetration testing too. Like if you write some mm. code um, at that level, you want to test to make sure, 
hey, if I send something in, is it sending the right thing out? Yeah. And uh, he he was explaining that his tools could do it, but the average home user, you don't have the hardware to test that stuff. And you don't want the average guy doing that. Well, so then months later, yeah. you'd be someone, surprised. There, there's amateurs who care about this and who want to yeah. have public discussions about these things. And if you prohi prohibit amateurs from having discussions, you're just stifling the global conversation about it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I've been I've been with you on this whole the whole way. I mean, even before, as in, I mean, there there's the phone. Uh, I think Pine Pine Phone uh, sixty four Pine, as in like a pine cone. Uh, they're like an from my understanding, they're an open source phone that runs Linux. Oh. Um, and then there's I think Nord VPN. I might be wrong on that one. I thought they're an open source VPN also. And then there's Bitwarden, which is a open source password manager that I that I use. I don't know if I want to say that on, on the air, but oh, <laughs> now they can hack not, you. not that it matters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so all this open source thing, actually a question for you, I That's think a challenge to penetration testers, <laughs> uh, from me as a software engineer, like, I think it's so interesting to see Microsoft. They put out some open source, uh, stuff like open source visual code, visual studio code, which is a, uh, IDE. It's a text editor to build programs. So if you want to build a program or you're a programmer like me, I use Visual Studio, but they released an open source one uh, where it's almost the same thing that I use in the production environment, um, but they released one that's open source. And then they also bought GitHub, which is yes. open source. So I, th I think this is an amazing time as I'm seeing things change. Where do you see it kind of going and how does the whole ecosystem get affected by Tell it? Tell us the future. I guess. No pressure. Sure. <laughs> There is a wrong answer. <laughs> I've, I've, got a, I've got a very narrow focus, and I'll just tell you what, what I'm looking at as a Wikipedia and other people would have other ideas. And I'm yeah. not a software developer, so maybe I'm missing the big picture, but I, I know what Wikipedians care about. Uh. Wikipedians care about library cataloging and uh, easier descriptions and, and summarization of content. Previously, I was telling you that Wikipedia had had partnerships with museums and we imported paint, paintings from museums to display them in Wikipedia articles, both about the museum and the artist and maybe about the genre of, of art or, mm -hmm. or, or these kinds of things. And when we import the, the images of the paintings, we're also curating data sets. Uh, this may surprise you, this may not, this is just the state of things and the future is gonna be much different, but nowadays, Museums have different library cataloging systems frequently that are not digitally based. They're, mm. they're based in, in the paper era. And museums and, and libraries and archives, they don't talk with each other very well. They're getting better every year, but they yeah. don't. So for example, if you want to qu query across different museums, show me all the paintings that, are, that, that, that they hold in the museum that were produced between the year 1800 and 1850. Yeah. Different museums may have their 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 collections cataloged in different ways that you can't just write one query and go into one one database and, and query one way and another database and query another way. But when we pull this into Wikipedia, we standardize, here's how you format the, the artist's name, the genre of the painting, the fact that it is a painting versus a sculpture versus whatever else. Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty conventional. But something that Wikipedia amateurs can do that is just too much labor for museum staff to do Mm. is we also topic tag paintings by subject matter. Yeah, this, I only want to see canaries in coal mines. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so when somebody goes to the museum, a lot of times they say, I want to see all the paintings of animals. That's a very yeah. that's a very common request. Now, if you're an art historian, there is no such thing as like, 
the person who curates by subject matter. It's very rare. They, they talk about yeah. the art movements or, or these kind of things. It's a very layman question, a very fun yeah. question to ask. I want to see paintings by a certain topic. But in, yeah. in Wikipedia, you can run these queries, like show me all the paintings that are cataloged in Wikipedia that have a picture of a horse. And then you yeah. see uh, you see what a horse looks like in medieval India versus uh, yeah. uh, the, the, the funny looking abstractions from uh, Japan. And then you can see. Well, I was going to say it'd be kind of fucked up throwing some abstract art in there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and you you can't do that with modern machine vision tools. So the, oh, yeah. the same the same kind of data software that can very easily detect a horse out of a, a photo. Yeah, uh, we we're not yet at the point where the robots can detect a, a Picasso's abstraction of a horse with both eyes on one side looking like a a flounder. Okay. Yeah. So as we do this for paintings, this also applies to GitHub. And we're having conversations in the Wikipedia community about cataloging GitHub also. Mm. So show me all the all the uh, software in GitHub and by what programming language it uses. What's its intended purpose? Mm. Is this uh, meant for the financial industry or is this meant for physics or is it meant for some other field? If you want to query... If you want to query GitHub, you can't currently do this. Somebody needs to curate it in, in so many different ways. I, I'll tell you something else about GitHub. So GitHub and academia. If someone, yeah. some scientist is writing an academic paper and they use software and they write about it in their paper, yeah. too often they don't directly link. They, they say, we use this paper and it's in GitHub, but they don't make the link between their paper and GitHub, nor does GitHub link back to the paper. Uh. So that's unlinked data. Uh, and if, if if you're talking about something critical or if somebody's mentioning something, you really ought to link to the authority so that these things are interconnected. Wikipedia is talking about doing this or we'd like to do it. Uh, yeah. That's just one of the big conversations that's happening. So my, uh, I guess my question earlier about kind of asking you what you think the future is on some of this stuff. I'm going to connect up maybe a little bit of a long story, mm -hmm. but I'll try to connect it. It's going to talk about blockchains. <laughs> it is going towards cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... So me being a software engineer, I feel like I have a, a deeper understanding of blockchain and cryptocurrency than most people. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm able to dive into the white papers and kind of try to understand what they're doing with the algorithm and whatnot. Mm -hmm. When I think about you and Wikipedia, I feel like maybe your idea of data and the freedom of data and what that can mean for humans, uh, because you're at that level every day, yeah. I think maybe your, your, your perspective on it would be... Uh, would be different than most people. So for me, like blockchain, I, I view, uh, so actually Lane did write on his, uh, his questionnaire. He did mention that Wikipedia does have a big thing with cryptocurrency and he wants to talk about it. Oh, that. you so, guys conspired ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, cryptocurrency with blockchain and consensus of truth, there's this huge paradigm shift that I think not, it's, it's weird to me that when I talk to people about cryptocurrency or blockchain, I think, it's not even like 1% of people that see this, this paradigm shift that, that I think can happen. I understand that humans have to adopt and stuff, but I, I know that means you're a visionary or you're cuckoo or I'm cuckoo. Um, <laughs> but I think for me, that's, I guess that's when I see this with blockchain, I, I'm, when I ask you, where do you see with Wikipedia, the future of freedom of information, do you happen, um, to see a future of freedom of information that's, um, that others don't see in relation to blockchain or just in general, uh, in general, but let me, okay. So let me explain my blockchain thing then. Uh, so with blockchain for me, I think consensus of truth is such a huge paradigm shift. So if you get uh, a bunch of computers in the world that, that can't, 
be hacked. Uh, I'm going to say can't be hacked, meaning uh, one out of. Uh, can't hack them all. One out of uh, 70. I don't know. A one with 70 zeros behind of it. I don't think there's a, I don't think even a Google, a Google is a, so, a one so, with a hundred. Oh, yeah, that's a Google Plex. Google Plex. Oh, so Google Plex is actually bigger. You want a 70 Plex. 70 Plex? Whatever. Okay, so so 70 Plex. Uh, we are not mathematicians. <laughs> so to hack something. Do, do not uh, take financial advice from us. <laughs> to hack one server or one trans, actually one transact, uh, you could hack one server. It would take just an obscene number of, of probability to hack it. So if you get consensus of truth on the blockchain, I feel like you could create a whole new government, a whole new uh country built around where you trust that data now i'm not saying it's perfect consensus of truth is consensus so if you have 51 percent of people that that whole nation agrees uh they they hate bronies i, I don't know i'm just whatever Whoa. whatever they write that on the blockchain and what 51 say that is it and they are the consensus for that country you can chill out chili <laughs> so that that <laughs> paradigm shift that bronies wouldn't exist in that country but so now, in an abstract way, connected to uh, freedom of data, freedom of information, do you see that? See something? <laughs> what do you do with this question, Lane? <laughs> <laughs> I can I can say that I appreciate the technology, but there is no such thing as technology in society without cultural relevance and significance. Mm. And I don't think that the technology uh, is going to increase trust. There's a lot of misinformation going around, and we have lack of consensus on some basic scientific truths, like should you get the COVID vaccine? Uh, scientists all are on one side of the issue, and then there's many, many people on the other side who won't believe scientific consensus, won't mm. believe the papers that are published, say the, the opposite of what global and, and professional consensus is, and, mm. and say that there, there, there's danger in these kinds of things. Mm. We also have things like political disputes where there's people who say some kinds of information is dangerous to put on the internet. Mm -hmm. And one would say, why, why, would, why would people come to this consensus to promote censorship or, or try to purge information from the internet? Uh, just because we have some technology that's saying something's true, uh, culture can go a different direction. And uh. blockchain alone or any technology alone is not going to shift culture. There has to be the aggressive creation of cultural products to go along with it to make people understand what's actually happening. Wait, what's the aggressive creation of cultural products? I like the sound of that, but I don't know what you mean. Means uh, if if there's going to be cryptocurrency means a lot of things. It could potentially affect a lot of parts of people's lives. It's rich. also it's also a, a new part of society, and it's not understood, and it's its place in society is not yet defined. In, in Wikipedia, we have people creating Wikipedia articles on, on all kinds of topics, including cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll, ju I'll just tell you, I mean, I mean uh, we have not yet attracted a robust community of editors who engage with content about cryptocurrency. Yeah. I'm just, just painting Wikipedia's coverage of cryptocurrency with, with broad strokes. And I greatly yeah. appreciate the volunteers who are editing these articles. But yeah. when I look at how fanatical people are about cryptocurrency and I look at the level of engagement in Wikipedia, I'm going to say that the level of engagement in cryptocurrency editing is low. Ah. It, it's rife with scammers and people who are up to no good. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of shenanigans in, in this space. Well said. And just, just in general, 
for, for as, as much as people talk about cryptocurrency, they're not investing in academic discourse about it, celebrating cryptocurrency in society, organizing nonprofit community meetups about what this means. I, and if, if this doesn't happen soon, if, if there's not a cultural change, mm. then the promise of cryptocurrency right now is, is power to the people, subverting big, big systems, financial and otherwise, that are held by corporate players and putting power into the hands of individuals. But as mm. cryptocurrency gains power, it's ripe for plucking by people mm. who already have power. And one should not take for granted that cryptocurrency is always going to empower the little guy. It can be corrupted, it can be subverted, and it can be captured by major corporate players. Yeah, and the way, that you prevent this, <laughs> the way that you prevent this is that you create culture and you invite everyday people to watch it, make sure it's transparent, and set the values and ethics of the movement. With the uh, what about like the GitHub side as a uh, for the block? So like like Ethereum, Bitcoin, um, any decent cryptocurrency, their source will be op op uh, their code will be open source. Mm -hmm. Would you? consider that as a part of the culture or that's just, that's just one step of it so just because code is open source the average people can't read code and they can't interpret it so you have some academic or some researcher mm. interpret it but also their papers are incomprehensible you need people <laughs> when, when i'm talking about culture i'm talking about yeah. somebody who knows a bit about academia and then translates it here's what it means for this particular community here's what it means for artists here's what it means for people who are not in part of western culture united states and europe here's what uh, it means globally here's what it means for the little person so we don't we don't have these kinds of people creating the the art and culture in the discourse that we have for say i'm not saying this as big as climate change and as many people are as engaged in climate change but there's all kinds of art and culture and discussions about climate change and and i just don't see this kind of discourse based on what comes into wikipedia about cryptocurrency. I'm, I'm just not seeing the nonprofit community engagement. In the oh, same no, way. no. We got to wait 40 years until the damage is done before we start talking about it. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I think <laughs> I, I'm, I'm afraid because when you when you have yeah. this much power concentrated into cryptocurrency and people aren't vigilant and continually protecting its integrity, I think that national and, and corporate and, and huge players can come in and subvert it and make it, make it something much different than what the individuals take for granted is always mm. going to be the always going to be the same yeah I, I think maybe with the even though we see parabolic uh movement with the price of bitcoin or cryptocurrency in general maybe even though if we were to back out 20 years from now we'll see as a slower rise actually um that sounds crazy to say right now but meaning if we get the adoption slower that's probably better Mm -hmm. And we're so early where, I mean, when I look at these white papers, it's, it's complicated. And yes, I agree. There's a lot of scammers out there. It really sucks. I think between what you're saying, people that just shill coins, mm -hmm. people that don't understand, and then they just want to make money. I, that, I'm for people making money, but yeah, I'm not yeah, like for, I'm not for people um, unintelligently making money because then that causes a bad situation that you're probably pointing at. Mm. So, well, that's why I buy, that's why I buy lottery tickets. <laughs> There's no intelligence required. So I just want the money. <laughs> well, well, you understand the lottery and the. the <laughs> There's not much to understand there. <laughs> so, I, oh, go ahead. Um, you said uh, in the uh, questionnaire you mentioned that Wikipedia has a decent amount with crypto. What was that? What was that comment about, or that statement, or, or some engagement with? The, well. The, <clears throat> So in the, in the Wikipedia editorial community, 
if, if I were to divide them into, into two parts, there's people who do administrative work, like fact checking, welcoming new users, monitoring things, things that aren't creating content. Mm. And then the other, the other part of Wikipedia's community is the, the content creators. Content creators, they form subject matter interest groups. So there's somebody who's in wiki project movies, editing about new movies, mm. or wiki, wiki project for every, every di different sport. So they track the stats and, and, and things about sports. There's a wiki project cryptocurrency. So these are people who are collaborating to develop Wikipedia's holdings, offerings, articles about mm. cryptocurrency. And it's come to come to everyone's attention that a major source of shenanigans, like mm. much higher than average, yeah. uh, bad actors are coming to Wikipedia for cryptocurrency. So we we have we have conflicts wherever there's war in the world, so national war. Yeah. That creates bad bad actors and propaganda comes into Wikipedia. Some mm. other things that, that are really popular, uh, alternative medicine. There's a lot of shenanigans around alternative medicine. Mm. And for we for cryptocurrency's place in society, like where it is right now, mm. we're getting uh, a flood of bad actors, like an, enough that we've had to convene some meetings and convene some conversations to say, what are we going to do about these cryptocurrency scammers? And I'm not... Yeah no blame to the to the field or, or practice of cryptocurrency at all but we've got something to share that there's there's bad actors going around in this place and it, it's more than average in this mm. place and in many others so how, how do you mitigate that negative it's not uh, really a it's not really a problem for us they don't really yeah. get by we have a system of quality control in wikipedia there's certain high level rubrics that we apply to everything one that i told you about is that when someone brings information into wikipedia they have to cite a source Mm -hmm. So a lot of these scammers, they don't know, understand how Wikipedia works. Mm -hmm. They bring in funny sources and we can, our, our quality, our routine quality control process can, can easily identify these as scammy sources, things that we don't want in Wikipedia. Yeah. But besides this, we have Wikipedia is digitally native. So if somebody's writing on this stuff, we automatically detect it. Somebody writes an article, they're mentioning cryptocurrency. Well, what do you know? A flag goes up and then people go review it to see, yeah. to see what's there. It's not that people are circumventing our regular security, but boy, are they testing it. And what are these people up to? So that, that's definitely happening. Is it a lot of Russians? Can you say? I, I, it's, it's not my space and I, I can't say, <laughs> but okay. uh, where, where, where there are shenanigans, sometimes people from for, former Soviet countries do. <laughs> well said. <laughs> well spoken. <laughs> From your perspective with dealing with, uh, so, so say these bad, bad actors in cryptocurrency, is there a commonality with humans? You could say the, I would say, maybe say the bad first, say the good later. Uh, meaning editors, people that publish things on Wikipedia, I, I, it seems like such an amazing thing, amazing platform to share information, to get to allow people to write things and not be held back by a government or held back by fear. Mm -hmm. What is a common out common trait that you may see that's good on that? And then also what, what is connected with humans? That's bad. Like, are, are we just greedy for the cryptocurrency side? Are we just too selfish? Yes. Well, what too tribal, what, what I like about cryptocurrency and what appeals to the Wikipedia community in general is these concepts of individual empowerment, communities being able to do things without permission from a corporate or, or national actor, uh, restrictions from censorship or 
different kinds of regulation to do things that are normal human behavior, interacting with each other. Uh, the ability for people to, to make decisions and to come up with technology on their own to, and to try new things out. So these, these are all values of the wiki community and the, and the openness. Some things that are problematic for the Wikipedia community, I, I would say number one problem is looking for identifying the experts and authorities in the field. Yeah. The kind of authority that Wikipedia would most respect is, say, a very transparent, well-funded, nonprofit think tank that collaborates with academics at different universities around the world, activists in different spaces, artists, social thinkers, ethicists, and then is kind of guiding thought and convening tough conversations in the field. And oh. so far as I know, there's, there's no such organization that exists for cryptocurrency. Uh oh, <laughs> you described an organization that, it, oh, does it exist for other topics? Is that, I was going to say for uh, outside of cryptocurrency, is there a think tank well, that like for example, in, in, in climate change, we, yeah. we really respect this United Nations organization called the International Panel on Climate Change. They, yeah. they publish very authoritative reports and we, we go to them as like a deal breaker in, in medicine. There's, there's all kinds of things published. There's an organization called Cochrane and I'm, I wouldn't, if, if I'm around medical people, I'm not going to call these papers boring. That's not yeah. an accurate perception. But what they do is they they don't publish news in medicine. They publish mm -hmm. information that is so old and stale that everyone already believes it. Wow. So like they give you, they, when they publish a paper, it's like, here's what people were believing five years ago or 10 years ago. But then they publish the paper now. Smoking we cigarettes like, will give you lung cancer. Th this kind of thing. Like the yeah. things that, that people already know. So yeah. it's, a, it's a great authority. It, when, when Cochrane publishes something, it tends to be non-controversial. They're like mm. stating the obvious. And people would say, why are you even publishing this? But for Wikipedia, <laughs> that's- Use that's, this vaccine for Spanish flu. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's great information because it's, it's it, exactly because it's non-controversial. It's what people already believe. So when we cite these papers, uh, they're, they're great for, for what Wikipedia is doing. Welcome to our decade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for the- for the average user like myself, I don't go to Wikipedia often. Mm -hmm. um, I bet somebody in America might say, "Hey, you know, you can you can go look up stuff on Wikipedia, but any any jerk can go edit stuff on there." Like, how do I? That's not true. You know, just because you cited Wikipedia doesn't mean that you know I can believe that information, right? Isn't there a lot of questioning about the veracity of Wikipedia because it is contributed to in a mm -hmm. very open way? So, how would you? I mean, I. I guess um, based on what you're saying so far, that doesn't sound, sounds like there's a lot more uh, control, well, not control, a lot more oversight and quality assurance than we, the public, think is happening at Wikipedia. Can you, can you talk about that? You know, the, the average person's sure. uh, disbelief of what might be on Wikipedia. There's, there's a lot of quality control in Wikipedia. And what, what I'll say about it is that there's different ways that people can get public records of our quality control processes. And if somebody really, really cares to do the research and many people have, you, mm -hmm. can, you can read what the processes are in place. So that's mm -hmm. like the, the fullness of the answer is that our data is open and people can examine this without seeking permission from anybody. You can just go do it. Typical university professors could get a very long way with our open data. Now for, for everyday people, the way that I would explain Wikipedia's quality control, and this has been in place since the very beginning, the foundation of Wikipedia is that when somebody shares information, makes a claim, that mm -hmm. claim has to be matched 
with a citation to the source from which it came. We don't mm -hmm. let people take claims out of their heads and say, I said this, I know it's true. Therefore, mm -hmm. I can put it into Wikipedia. You have to cite a source. And if there's no source, it can't go into Wikipedia. Yeah. Now, when, when there's sources, and here's where we're getting into new technology and one of the one of the directions of development in Wikipedia, data science, more structured data. Yeah. We're, we're identifying everything that's ever been cited into Wikipedia. And if there's a particular publication that people have challenged repeatedly, and maybe you've never heard of this publication, maybe it's it's pretty minor, and maybe uh -huh. it's in another country and there's no way you would have heard about it. Yeah. But we're, we're cataloging, when do people object to some publication and why did they object to it? Did they say that this doesn't have high journalism standards? And supposing we only get a complaint about this publication like once a year, but but then it adds up over the years. You know, it's it's infrequently cited, but we keep these records. Mm. And as we're, we're we have more and more structured data, we're trying to create profiles of every knowledge source, meaning a, a publisher or an author, or uh, wh whatever whatever it is we're citing. We're trying to grade these to find out where are the complaints, what are the objections, how do we separate what's what's controversial from what's what's really factually inaccurate. Hmm. And we're creating a, a database of this. The project's called Wikisite. So yeah. the, the, the goal of Wikisite, diff, different goals. We're starting with academia and Wikisite, but it could expand to say, what if we had profiles of every newspaper in the world? What if we even hmm. had lists of every newspaper in the world? What if, what if we had lists of every article in every newspaper in the world? And we could start having people give feedback on these about when they're factually accurate or, or when do they conflict with other sources that people are citing? Can we even note that? So... so Yes, so, yes. so based on what you're saying, like, say, if I uh, had a wild hair up my ass and I want to go, you know, who's the president of Costa Rica? So I go yes. look up, you know, president of Costa Rica and there's an article yes. about some person. Right. Yes. Uh, are human eyeballs literally verifying all that info or that info just has to have a source and uh, Wikipedia in an automatic way is kind of evaluating and disqualifying sources? Which what's Sure. Where we are right now is that with English language content, it's it's approximately true that human eyes review every edit that's coming in by English. Oh, wow. Unless it's just so obviously bad. We have computer checks. So if you if you use profanity, <laughs> if you're editing the Fuck Wikipedia yeah. article of the president of Costa Rica and it's a string of profanity and a picture of a penis. And the, the <laughs> He's bot, fucking awesome. Yes, the, the bot detects that you're up to no good and it automatically <laughs> reverts what you're doing. But if it's, if it seems- Best if dick it, in the country. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if it seems plausible, if it doesn't get, if, if the computer filters don't get it, then well, it gets kicked to other computer filters for other kinds of checks. There's so many bots going around Wikipedia and checking things, but in English language, humans check it. What we're yeah. lacking, though, is labor capacity and volunteers to check every single language in the world. So Wikipedia yeah. has very good coverage in about 100 languages, not just mm. English, and it has some coverage in about 300 languages. For things like the, the, the president of a country or the prime minister of a country, that's mm -hmm. the kind of thing that we ought to be able to publish with structured data and automatically translate. So maybe mm. we can't have the human prose in the article, but we should be able to, to query uh, if, if you know the name of the person, maybe you know their birthday, where they're born, what party, what party they're with, that can be structured data. And we can have the machine automatically translate some of this information. It's not going to be rich human prose, yeah. but anyone in any language should be able to read who is the president of Costa Rica and get a general biography of them. I'm oh. going to go get my Wikipedia shirt. I'll be back. <laughs> okay. So, 
So somebody using Wikipedia in Swahili could figure out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Swahili, Swahili to Spanish or Swahili to a Central American uh, indigenous language. Like oh. some, some, or supposing there's there's a, an indigenous la language figure. Yeah. And this this happens from time to time, or or someone who's a, a celebrity in in Swahili culture, and someone writes the article in Swahili. Yeah. Now we can't, Wikipedia just doesn't have the technology to do rich translation of human prose. Yeah. But certain facts, like is this celebrity a musician? Is there are they an actor? Are they an activist? What what are they doing? Yeah. Where are they from? These kinds of things, Wikipedia can translate from any language into any other language. I I think that's uh. I think what you've described so far is beyond reasonable because there's no reasonable expectation that I can go, you know, go on, go on the internet in and type in Navajo and yeah. try to figure out who the president of an obscure African nation is. Cause that's a weird, that's a weird, uh, set of translations and constraints, right? Whereas is, yeah. English and Spanish are very common worldwide. Yes. So those seem very reasonable to have. Uh, rich, you know, just to have an abundance of more information and translation available. Uh, just that we haven't reached every corner of possibility yet, right? With with what the way Wikipedia is doing it, so we there's this project. It's in development. It's called Abstract Wiki. Yeah. It's a it's a it. So this is it. It doesn't exist. I mean, we have pilots for it, but it's fill in the blank Wikipedia. So for biographies, the way it is is, uh, blank was born in blank year in blank space. Oh, Wiki Madlib. Yeah, yeah. So you just fill in the blanks with with their name, their date of birth, their occupation, yeah. what they're known for. So it's you you draft out this text and then you just fill in the blanks from a database about their occupation, what they're known for, what they did. Mm. So so I, I give you give you a practical example of of how we're trying to use this. Uh, we uh, there's an active global LGBT community in Wikipedia, and mm -hmm. something unusual about LGBT people is that that you you roll the dice and lgbt people exist in every culture every language like somebody's number comes up and and then you're gay and you could be anywhere in the world from from any kind of background so even if you're in iceland there are some non-hetero people around there are yes yes okay. even if even if you're in countries where there the government says there's no uh, gay people like uh, iran there are no gays in iran <laughs> yes what, what do you know <laughs> those, those people show up on wikipedia and they're editing in farsi language aha uh -huh. <laughs> so uh if, that is if very like, interesting yeah yeah if, if people like this want to edit about a um a celebrity from from their own culture they can make the biography in wikipedia yeah uh, maybe maybe the information is that we cite is published in their country and in their language or maybe it's it's published in some other language. Maybe it's the diaspora, the person mm -hmm. from that country that that moved to London or whatever, right. and they could express themselves differently. But they're they're still part of that original culture. Yeah, I had so, an uncle that was an Iranian dude. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have I mean, we have a lot of lot of Iranian Wikipedia editors. It's a if they're they're highly politically engaged over there and do a lot of publishing. Yeah. In the uh, a, a lot of respect for academia in that country and culture. So if, if we were to, to run a query, like what are the most popular Wikipedia biographies for people whose gender or sexual, orient, uh, sexual orientation is, is something LGBT? Then mm. that's a query that we can run in Wikidata and we, we can get a, a snapshot of the perspective of who are the most popular LGBT figures in, in any country. Or replace John. Could be, I mean, okay. for, for some countries. 
Okay. But yeah. but uh, there's plenty of places that have that major gay figures in one country are just not relevant in other countries. Yeah. You know, they, they may have their own celebrities that are unknown to the Western world. You know, yeah. but they're in that in that country. Wait, that's not fair. Is Elton John gay? I, I thought know. he was, but now I'm not sure. These these kind of scandals come up. So there was a, there was, there was a so with, okay. with 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 Elton John. Elton John yeah. uh, had uh, a lover. Ah. This was in the past couple of years, and the British newspapers uh, forbid the publishing of the name of this person within ah. England. But yeah. American newspapers didn't have any problems publishing this. <laughs> and so, the, so the, there was a there was a conversation about yeah. uh, should Wikipedia include information that's prohibited for publication in the UK, knowing huh. that people in the UK are going to be reading this information. So wow. that's that's a discussion that anyone can go, can go in and see. These kind of things play out. That one country says that something can't be published, and what do you know? Yeah. Wikipedia exists in every country, so another what? country can publish it. So what was the result of that? Did Wikipedia did indeed publish what UK did not want published? I I don't know how it turned out, but I expect that Wikipedia, the Wikipedia community, I'm sure that they asserted the right to do whatever they want to do. And they, ah, yeah. to be, they weren't beholden <laughs> to the UK government. So may have been published or may have not. I don't know the, the particular. <laughs> we need the freedom of information. Yes, yes. That's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a personal story about kind of, I think Emmett was asking earlier, how how do you the the validity of wikipedia if it's if it's easy to edit per se or it's false information can uh, go in so i worked at this health uh healthcare company uh, that provided med uh, medicare mm -hmm. and um they told me uh, the owner told me they were the first healthcare company i i, I might be messing this up it's like 10, 10 years since i worked there she said it was the first healthcare company to provide additional services that the government uh, added or allowed. So I thought that was a big thing. So I was like thinking, why don't you guys get in Wikipedia? And this is at the time I thought it was something noteworthy, like the first healthcare company to add something for Medicare. Mm -hmm. And so I, it was more for me as an employee, it was advertising for the company. That was yes. my objective. Ah, oh, you commercialist bastard. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I draft, I went into Wikipedia, I drafted all up to the format that they had mm -hmm. and I hit, I hit submit. And then I, and you have to, at, at that time, this was 10 years ago. So there's like a, a, like a console black screen or was it black? I forget, uh, where I had to wait for a moderator to review it. And I'm yeah. like sitting there waiting and waiting and some moderator came through and read it. And they're like, mm. this is, this is not a, um, a, what he, he, he said, this is not a a newsworthy or a fictitious big event that requires a Wikipedia page. And I'm like, but it's the first healthcare system, first, first healthcare company to provide, I, I think it was something like that, provide additional services for Medicaid, Medicare. Yeah. And the guy re replied back like, sorry, this is not gonna make it to Wikipedia. Mm. Uh, so uh, I think to kind of just add that there is moderation on this and you can't just get any article. Published. You're saying the information is not free. It, well, uh, just just that it's chaperoned chaperoned yeah 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 is that a good word for it uh we, we have we have rules so higher than the chaperones is rules and you can always appeal to the rules now say something about it so nice shirt liam 
<laughs> Thank you. I don't know. I didn't think. I don't know why I didn't think about it earlier. <laughs> or, no, look, look, yeah. Looking very smart. You're a goddamn shill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when hey, if anybody wants to donate to Wikipedia right now, go to wikipedia.org <laughs> and uh, put in your credit card info. It's, it's always an option. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if if anybody wants to donate to Wikipedia, another way to do it is to invite a friend out to coffee. And yeah. you two can just talk about Wikipedia. So if you give money to Wikimedia Foundation, they're going to use that money to encourage more creation of culture about Wikipedia uh. in the world. But you can circumvent that by going with your own group of fans and having your own conversation about Wikipedia. So that's that's an option as well. Uh, is there a uh, is there a merch store? Can I go buy a bunch of Wiki, Wikipedia stuff? From what I remember, there was. I mean, there was the shirt, and I think there's cups and, and sweaters and stuff. If, if someone, it, it, it's possible to buy these things on the internet. Yes, it's possible to buy things on the internet. Well, I want to make sure the money's going to Wikipedia. That's my favorite way to support things: is to buy your junk. <laughs> uh, the, the, Sorry, money buy, the, the money will go. The money will go to the Wikipedia Foundation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean junk in a bad way. I meant buy your stuff. <laughs> so this. Sure. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, did you want to finish what you were saying yeah, earlier? Yeah. Or I'll jump? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So I, I, I said earlier that the the building block of Wikipedia is the claim match to the citation. And when somebody submits a new Wikipedia article, we have a, we have a set of published rules about how they're going to be judged. Mm. And in my opinion, the people that we train to do the judging, there's high precision. That is, if you take 10 people who are all trained to do this kind of judging, uh, almost always they're, they're, there's going to be consensus. They're going to judge articles in the same way. Mm. It's actually an edge case where people disagree about whether something should be published or shouldn't. There's almost always very high consensus about whether to include something and not include something. Now with with companies, I'll tell you what, what usually happens, what goes wrong. I said that you have to cite sources. We have some additional rules about the sources. If you're writing about a company, a person, or a product, we automatically exclude any sources that are self-published. So if you're writing about a company, you're not allowed to cite anything written by that company. If you're writing yeah. about a person, you can't cite anything that person said about themselves. So when you were making this article, I'm expecting that you weren't citing sources where a third party had spoken this fact. You're, you're citing something that the, the company had published itself. And in any case, if, if anybody wants to revisit this or if anyone has a grievance about Wikipedia and you made this submission in the past, you made it 10 years ago, Wikipedia still got that record. It can be oh. revisited anytime. So if someone says, I've got a sore spot for Wikipedia because what they did for me 10 years ago, you can go into the Wikipedia help forums and say, here's my username or here's what I was editing. I want, I want a reassessment. I want to talk this over again. Let's they'll reopen this wound. Mm, yes, yes. They'll, <laughs> they'll pull out everything you've ever done. And we can mean everything you've ever edited. And it can yeah. all be reassessed and you can talk it through with a human. So, so if Lim had gotten that information published in a uh, local newspaper first, would that yes. have helped his case? Yes, it would have. Yes. Dumbass. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was part of local history. And you had a, a third party that you didn't pay to write that. They thought this is so interesting and such a, a, a big accomplishment of our community that I'm going to independently write about it. Then that's the kind of sources we're looking for in Wikipedia. There you go. You got to scam the newspaper before you can scam the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, oh, we're giving away the formula. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> It, it, it is shenanigans because that also means that people who have access to conventional news media and journalism mm. have, have better access to influence Wikipedia. So Wikipedia relies on the integrity of journalism and reporting and publishing yeah. for its own integrity because we, can, we can't be better than the sources we're citing. 
So is it is it fair to say that generally information on Wikipedia is pretty solid? Like if I go look at shit on Wikipedia, it's not sketchy. Would, I mean, is there a way to quantify that and say this is pretty good info? This is pretty factual, pretty, Can pretty I add, legit. I'm going to add before Lane, if yes, you don't yes. mind. So what I do, this is uh, Lim's uh, 90% rule. So when <laughs> <laughs> I choose one out of things, one out of ten to disbelieve on Wikipedia. I, I go to news sources, NBC, ABC, whatever, uh, Google News. And then I also, I, I factor in Wikipedia pretty high. If uh, if I have a question about uh, recently was the mil- military, uh, military industrial complex, mm-hmm. um, I, I just wanted to, I was explaining it to my wife and my wife didn't know about it. So I was trying to find some information to explain it to her. So I went to Wikipedia and, and it confirmed my, what I told her. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, I told her, well, this is Wikipedia. So I would judge it with a 99% accuracy rate. So that's just me. So anyways, dude, 99 uh, is higher than I believe you. Well, yeah, I, I, I trust Wikipedia more than I trust myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my, my little ad addition. Yeah, Lane, Lane, how would you quantify the trustability and verifiability of All right. So, Emmett, I want to deconstruct your question a bit. You actually asked two questions. Okay, so yeah. Your, your, your first question was, can you quantify Wikipedia's reliability? And yeah. I would say yes, and that's because there's all these different ways to query the sources, query the citations. You can start putting numbers on these things. You can query how many times people have contested a source or how many objections have been raised to any given article. So yeah. these are things that, that somebody can analyze, and, and we have processes for doing this. Yeah. The other the other question is, can you, can you trust Wikipedia? And uh, I'm going to answer that in two ways. One, there's there's academic research that that people have published not to say whether you can trust Wikipedia, but trying to compare Wikipedia to other sources. Mm-hmm. So it, it's always going to be comparable. Yeah. And the question you really want to ask is, should I be reading Wikipedia or should I be reading something else? And oh. there's there's a lot of cases where academics have said that uh, Wikipedia compares favorably. It's like, it's not wrong. It's okay. Maybe there's something better. Mm. But uh, often academics praise the accessibility of Wikipedia and that its fact-checking is is uh preventing a lot of problems it's acceptable so i'm not going to yeah. say good but i'm i'm going to say personally I, I think wikipedia is good in a lot of cases but a lot of the academic reports judge wikipedia as at least adequate now yeah uh lim lim is it, am i saying your name right yeah yeah that's right lim. uh it's, so it's, were, a, it's spelled liam but uh, you could say lim i say lim either way okay lim. you you were saying that uh you tried to settle an argument by going to wikipedia an alternative to doing this could be that you go to Wikipedia and instead of saying Wikipedia said such and such, you could find the original source that Wikipedia is citing mm. and then say the cited source in Wikipedia or not even just the source, this source says such and such. And when you mm. get a source in Wikipedia, especially for a well-trafficked article with a lot of editors like military industrial complex, controversial issue, huge number of editors, mm. it's more likely that since so many people have edited this, they've been scouring the global media landscape, trying to find the best sources to cite. And I, I'm just gonna gonna say that when an article is more trafficked and more people engage with it, it's more likely to have good sources. That is, no, you've asked everybody in the world, what's the best source of information for describing this topic? They mm. dump them into Wikipedia and they appear in those citations at the bottom. Yeah. So that, that's where we are with this. You, you guys reminded me of one of uh, probably, probably about a month ago, one of the yep. last, one of the most recent things I looked at Wikipedia for and it was, uh, I think I made some statement about the U.S. 
being so militarily overwhelmingly strong that the U.S. could battle every other nation on Earth and easily win uh, just based on spending and looking at, you know, technology and and, and things sure. like uh, aircraft carriers. Like the U.S. has more aircraft carriers than everybody else. So I started looking up, you know, what is the aircraft carrier fleet of the United States and what is, you know, everybody else's aircraft carrier fleets. And then I started looking at submarine fleets. And uh, I trusted that information in that, you know, it was probably verified in some way. And I thought, well, well, who would lie about aircraft carriers? The minute you try to invent an aircraft carrier or delete one, that's, yes. that's a huge thing that somebody's going to notice. There, there's so, not many in the world, and every one of them has a Wikipedia article. Besides yeah. the, the aircraft carrier, boats aren't my thing, but there's a Wikipedia yeah. community that's responsible for boats. <laughs> the boatheads. <laughs> yeah, the, the boatheads, exactly. So they, they, they make they make articles. When, when are they commissioned? When are they decommissioned? Where do they go? What are their, yeah. what are their routes? Like, what's their, what's their history? What are their names? What flags did they fly under? These, these things all kinds of exist. I don't know military boats. There's... Yeah. Wiki Project Military History is the most diverse and most active group of editors in Wikipedia, and it's been this way since the beginning. Military mm-hmm. history. Oh, interesting. So it, and that's because if some if somebody was in the military, they remember yeah. it for the rest of their lives. It's an intense experience. Yeah. Plus, also every every country has a military, and yeah. the reason why this project is so diverse is you have these people who have strong feelings about military from every country and every language. They come yeah. to Wikipedia and they talk about their military experiences. Huh. So very, very organized. The, the perhaps the, the best organized community in, in Wikipedia for subject matter. Hmm. So is, that that's an aside. By any chances, uh, is there any like Afghanistan uh, new? Um, we're not in the news business. Well, is there a lot of stuff activity on Wikipedia on Afghanistan right now with the recent news? Is it getting update, updated daily? Of course, of course. Yeah. So we Wikipedia gets edited with the news cycle. If something's in the news, it's it's very likely to to be popular in Wikipedia also. There's some things that are popular without the news cycle, cryptocurrency, for example. Uh, there's mm. there's always a lot of people ed- editing that, but uh, other things they they come and go. So some unfortunate biases in Wikipedia. We don't have a lot of Afghani editors. I mentioned this to you that we have yeah. lack of funding going to to some places and. It's it's just hard hard to organize local people or even native language speakers who are the diaspora in other countries dead at these kind of topics. So often in war, it's it's very one sided. The Afghan content is mostly edited by Western people, not the local people. Uh, so ideally, what do you wish would happen there? Like five thousand dollars would go to an Afghan university to have- organize Wikipedia meetups so that students and professors could meet in the library and be free to edit the articles as they like. Yeah. So we, yeah. we wish that would happen everywhere. I wish that I, I I don't know what the it's hard to drop money into a country, especially yeah. where there's some kind of chaos. But if I had to just say where I put my trust, I wish that I could put my trust into universities and university libraries in particular, mm-hmm. where you could imagine students and, and experts meeting in the library, sharing good informational resources, taking information out of, of books or whatever they have and then putting it into Wikipedia to share with the world. Mm. I'm I, glad I you wish guys- that could happen. I'm glad you guys made something out of my question. My train of thought was kind of in that <laughs> realm, but my question came out really stupid. <laughs> my my train of thought was no, you're 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 digging into these intellectual, uh, you know, soft points. To- yeah, yeah. I was thinking, is there? Uh, I, I I think I I mean I could ask you, but I don't think even if you knew, I don't think you'd be able to answer. Is there like say the Afghan thing going on? Yes. Is there somehow data that you're seeing editors, and then you you see a controversial thing, but then Wikipedia maybe can't get uh, either that it's paid through other media and sources and the original sources can't get online 
government pr- propaganda. So anyways, that, that was my train of thought and you guys kind of went into it. So I thought you guys did a good job anyways. You're, yeah. you're raise, raising a lot of big issues with Wikipedia. So I'll, I'll just, I'll identify some of them. One is if there was a spike in traffic, either reader traffic or editor traffic to a Wikipedia article, who gets an alert about that? A few problems. So, so we, someone can set up robots to do this. The the data is public and it's there, there for anybody to do, but we don't have the labor to set up. You need a culture about this, just getting article alerts without interpretation. That's not enough. You need to have a culture that's actually going to engage with this. And while Mm. we do have cultures that engage with Afghanistan, we can't put the, the burden of editorial labor on the Afghani people or Afghani culture people. It, they just, they, they don't have this kind of labor to volunteer. It's just, They're that's busy not trying not to get killed right now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. or, and or yeah. they probably get not, even, not killed and, or they're not allowed to have access to it. Yeah, that's exactly. a good way to get killed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah both sides. <laughs> so, so supposing we identify that a, a topic's popular in Wikipedia, do we even have, have labor to do it? And the answer is often, often no, like sometimes yes, uh, but often no. Uh, so, it, and, so in that case, then the information doesn't come up because there isn't uh, labor for it. Uh, the information doesn't get added because there's not enough labor to add. So worst case is we're missing uh, rich, good information that could be there. Is def- that- definitely, definitely that happens a lot. The, the yeah. most studied area. So st- we, I'm not aware of researchers anywhere in the world that have studied how quickly does war get updated or military conflict get updated in Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. But where the money is and where the research is, is in pharma development. So definitely mm-hmm. a lot of people say, if a, if a new drug comes out, like how quickly does that appear in Wikipedia? If there's a drug safety alert, when does Wikipedia, if it's announced publicly, then when does the Wikipedia article on the drug get the safety mm-hmm. alert in it? Like how quick is that? Because we want that to be fast. There's reasons for that to be fast as possible and accurate. Yeah. And so people have done research trying to time these things out. Oh, oh cause if this new cholesterol medication is, oh, we found out it's bad for you and then it Wikipedia destroys could, your liver. Wikipedia should say something about that as quickly as possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And there's problems. So from the Wikipedia's community perspective, the the so this is this is so messed up. Some people are going to understand this. If when people listen to this ten years from now, I hope this isn't still an issue. Oh. Medical papers have copyright, and yeah. often you have to pay high subscription costs to read medical journals. I'm talking like twenty five dollars for a, a four page article. Like oh. that's that's pretty typical in the medical field. There's not the open ability to read medical articles. So you can have doctors a, think they're worth all this money. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's very complicated, but yeah. some, sometimes medical information is not free to read. Even yeah. if it's free to read, it's not free to reuse. So medical language is often very precise. They have very particular word choices about how they phrase what, what consequences come from taking a drug because of copyright in Wikipedia, we cannot copy and paste even a couple of sentences of text. That's considered copyright violation, and it's not allowable in Wikipedia because the paper has 95 years of copyright. We can't do it for a very long time. So we're having to... You got to summarize, not copyright, a copy. And and that's problematic because we don't have the medical capacity to be so particular in our word choice in Wikipedia. And mm. we're, we're pointing our fingers at the medical establishment. If, you, if something's so important that you're putting out a global alert on it, then why assert copyright on the safety alerts? But yeah, this, kind of, this kind of thing happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you, know, I, I, you, you buy a drug, you buy a drug and there's like a, in a box, you get it from the pharmacy and there's safety information in the drug that's called a package insert. Yeah. That's copyrighted. 
we can't just copy that into Wikipedia. Like the basic oh, instructions and safety about the drug, that's owned by the pharma companies. And we oh. cannot copy that information into Wikipedia. No, we, we don't want you to know that it induces vomiting and might kill you. <laughs> yes, these, 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 these kinds of things. So it, it, it takes a lot of labor on our side to reproduce all the labor from the pharma industry to bring that into Wikipedia. And when you're going outside the pharma industry into every military conflict and every social issue in the world, where we also have yeah. to respect copyright and have access to information, and maybe something mm -hmm. isn't digitally available online, maybe it was just in a paper, paper newspaper that doesn't have a digital version, Mm -hmm. uh, we we got to deal with that somehow on Wikipedia, and it's tough. We don't have the labor for it. You've referenced a couple times a Wikipedia community and discussions that are happening in the community. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming they're not meeting with you in Virginia at the uh, at the university. Is there an online forum that is invite only, or where did where are these discussions happening? How, how do you access the community that uh, supports and influences Wikipedia as a total? Sure. Wikipedia tries to participate in the open movement. So when these conversations happen, generally people want it to be open. Mm -hmm. there, sometimes there's, there's controversial issues. The most likely thing to be private is claims of harassment or threats against people who are editing Wikipedia. But mm -hmm. if there's not a safety issue involved, then, then typically the wiki community tries to be open about what's going on. For a beginner, if they want to know what's popular in Wikipedia, I would recommend reading the signpost which is mm. wikipedia's community newsletter you can search for it wikipedia the signpost yeah. this is it's high level news it's written for wikipedia editors but if you see these articles you're going to see what are the controversies going on at any yeah. given time and you can read the signpost going back i i think it started in around 2005. Uh -huh. so if you want to see what the what the drama or what the, what the social issues were for any time in the past you can go back in these archives it's readable in in the archives and and me as a Wikipedia, and I, I think every issue is interesting. Yeah. From the signpost, once you read that something's a controversy or something's happening, yeah. it'll link to the forum discussion where people are talking about these things. Yeah. And then you can jump into these discussions. There's wow. many, many discussions on Wikipedia. Two places where discussions happen. One is the backside of every article. There's a talk page. Uh. So if there's a controversy about a particular article on desktop view, you can click talk at the top and see what are people debating about the individual article. Oh, so me, an average dude, I can access the backside talk page. Yeah, like you you guys were talking about cryptocurrency. It's a, yeah. it's a controversial issue. You could navigate to the Wikipedia article on cryptocurrency, click talk at the top, and yeah. you see what, what kind of drama and controversy and arguments have, have ever oh, been wow. happening since the publishing of this article. What are, the, what are the big social and ethical and value issues that have come up? I didn't even know that existed. Yes, yeah, very interesting. Yes. And then if, if somebody wants to see like more policy or guideline issues, like supposing someone says, I think we have a problem with the quality of medical articles in general. These mm -hmm. go to general discussion forums and we invite all kinds of people to, to participate in those, not just the people from the field. Mm -hmm. And th these things get debated out in, in public. We come to a consensus. We don't vote. We're really looking for consensus and compromise so that Everybody agrees, ideally, or as many people as possible agree with what we're doing. But yeah. all these conversations archived for the public to read, and anyone can participate in them. Even if you you're not a Wikipedia editor, you can you can still participate in these conversations and jump right in. Wow. So where does that exist? Where does one find that? There's so many different forums. Uh, in in general, for, for any language Wikipedia, there's something called like the water fountain or the village pump or the wa the water something. It's uh -huh. like animals in the 
in the savannah <laughs> going to the, the water source and they have to, to congregate the water hole the, the, the predator and the prey meet each other yeah huh. at the watering hole so uh english wikipedia there's a village pump and that's where the the top level category where people come in and just say the most controversial things they can say and then it gets debated out it's good conversation mm. there but there, there's a it, it's a lot it's it can be pretty heavy and, and pretty fast is, is but, it the village org or dot com search for wikipedia village pump okay or if you're in english wikipedia you can go into the search box mm. and type wp colon it stands for wikipedia colon mm-hmm. pump p-u-m-p w-p colon p-u-m-p and that'll Got bring it. you right right to the the village pump uh-huh we're, we're getting we're getting deep now we're getting yeah what yeah, a secret a, shit the back end or administrative part of wikipedia there's, there's plenty <laughs> of that yes Many what, um, thousands of pages of documentation. Wow. <laughs> what little uh, tips of advice for maybe uh, a new user to Wikipedia? Is there things that you do or uh, most com- common people don't know to do? Like you, you mentioned something earlier about um, looking at the sources at the bottom, but also something about, uh, I think you mentioned something with the, the amount of controversy on one topic. Is that yeah. something that's easily seen or is that kind of deeper? Like a controversy meter? Yeah, it's, is there... It, it's easily seen. It's not easy to interpret. Uh, so mm. if if somebody, I, I'm a professional Wikipedia editor, and something yeah. that, that I pay attention to is article traffic, mm. because I'm trying to achieve something called communication impact. That mm. is, I would prefer to edit in articles where a lot of people are reading. I try mm. to find highly, high, very popular and lower quality articles, then try oh. to improve the quality of those with with the theory being that that's where people are going and that's where we need to have, make sure quality information is represented. So cryptocurrency. <laughs> what about <laughs> Kanye West? <laughs> could, could be both, sure. <laughs> or Kanye, Kanye's uh, crypto coin. <laughs> so if, if somebody wants to, wants to see this kind of information, I, I just told you that at the top of the desktop view of Wikipedia, there's a button called talk yeah. where you can see all the, all the debates about the quad... In the, in the top pages, no one is allowed to discuss the subject of the article. Yeah. So that is, you can't go to the top page of cryptocurrency and discuss cryptocurrency. You're only allowed to discuss the way that you would develop an article on cryptocurrency. So you can discuss, these sources are reliable. I think we need to represent this. I see this perspective is absent. Those are the kinds of things that you can talk about in the top page. But Personal, mm. personal debates about your feelings about cryptocurrency, that's that's not what this is for. So it's not a general discussion forum. It's only about how do we make a good summary for the public to read. Yeah. Um, also at the top of the Wikipedia article, you can click a button called uh, View History. Yeah. And if you click this View History button, you can get things like page views. You can see traffic reports. How mm. many people visited this this article on any given day, uh, any, any time in the past few years? Mm. Or... Show me the traffic to this article times every language that it exists in. And so you can see, oh, well, look, uh, people people who use this language, they're very interested in cryptocurrency. I didn't even know that we had an activist community or an interested community in that culture. Maybe we should do more to translate content for those people. There's also a button called page statistics. And the page statistics give you information like how many people have edited this article, how much content did they add, Mm-hmm. how much content has been deleted from the article so that you can find out, did someone add a lot of text and then somebody removed it? You can follow that up. Why Why was this information removed? Who objected yeah. to it? These kinds of things. So the, the data is there for people to explore, but it can be a, a bit 
difficult for someone to interpret. What is like how many editors is a lot of editors? How many objections is a lot of objections? And it depends on the field and, and a lot of other factors. Yeah, I object. Mm. Bro, I You're, got the best question, Lane. Yes, yes. What are the top ten most trafficked Wikipedia pages? What what's in our what's in, what are, what are the things that people are searching for? I guess I guess in the U.S. Let, let me just pull it up. So I told you Wikipedia has a newspaper called the Signpost. Yeah. I'm gonna go to it. They they put a traffic report in every issue. So let me just go to the go to the Signpost and pull up that traffic report. Now this is exciting. This is what are the top ten things people are looking up okay. on Wikipedia, so, right? So the latest issue of the Signpost. Cha-ching. Yes, August 29th. We're we're talking August 30th, 2021. Uh, this is yesterday uh, info. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yesterday info, but it's actually the last week. So what was ah, what was popular oh last week? Right. Okay. The 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 number one article. I don't. Um, I'm not so up on sports. Let me see. When is this for? I uh, let's see. That would be crazy. If people are just looking at sports all the time. Okay, so this is this is from August 15th to August 24th or mm-hmm. to August 21st. So this is like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. So yeah. this is a football player. Uh, soccer, as we know it here. Yeah. Yes. A, a, so the Wikipedia article calls this association football. <laughs> it doesn't. There is no Wikipedia article for soccer, and every every <laughs> week somebody comes and, and proposes to change the name of it. And the answer <laughs> is soccer. <laughs> the answer is that soccer has different definitions in different countries. And that many people are not in the United States and they don't call it football. Who no in the world it. is out there fucking up soccer for the U.S.? Yes, yes. I want to know. And we need <laughs> yes, to go to you, war. Yeah. So if anybody has any objections, search for football in Wikipedia and see what kind of funny names all the sports are called. We need uh, to send our warships to this country to straighten out the <laughs> definition of soccer. Charlie Watts, uh, the drummer for the band The Rolling Stones. He died yes, when someone died, dies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they get a lot of traffic on Wikipedia. Spider-Man, yeah. No Way Home, um, when a movie trailer comes out for a big movie, mm. Uh, mm. a lot of times people go there. Number four, Afghanistan. Just Num- in general, yeah. Yeah, yeah. number five, deaths in 2021. Uh, this, is per- this is perennially popular. So the, the article deaths in whatever year, that's going to be one of the most trafficked articles for, for any given year. Is that like I need mm. to catch up and find out who died this year? Like, I, I don't know who all died. I need to know the famous people that died this year. Is that the idea there? I can't even think you, you, you can go there. Earlier, yeah. I was telling you about queryability. Yeah. Searchability across languages. So supposing, here's a, here's a query that, that people have been doing in the context of COVID. Yeah. You can go into Wikidata and you can write this query. Show me all the deaths of people whose cause of death was COVID. Yeah. And so then you can find out what celebrities and, and you can do this by country. Show me all the people in a given country who have died of COVID. Mm-hmm. Show me all the politicians who have died of COVID. Show me all the actors who have died of COVID. So mm-hmm. Wikipedia can answer these kinds of questions. And mm-hmm. death, that's a solid fact. We get good citations about that. Very little. It, it's very infrequent that we have a controversy saying that somebody's dead. Usually the sources are pretty accurate. And people love going into Wikipedia as soon as possible. And then changing uh, so and so is an actor to so and so uh, was an actor. Uh, wait, okay. so the the Rolling Stones drummer is definitely dead. There's no question about this. Uh, this is verifiable <laughs> info. I according I, to I, Wikipedia. Well, I, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that like <laughs> you could go in and say, for all I know, somebody has protested this or. <laughs> but, uh, 
Elvis if, is if, definitely if, not if, dead. If, if there's any controversy, <laughs> Wikipedia is going to surface it, and usually it's it's a pretty solid citation. Okay, sorry. This is so exciting. We keep uh, derailing the uh, list. Are we at number six? Is that our? We can we can keep going through it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 wrestling, very popular. WWE, something called SummerSlam. Uh, People right. search Cena, SummerSlam. Cena, That's crazy. You were mentioning earlier, is the, <laughs> yeah. the friend of Taiwan. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, officially so, not anymore. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> he apologized we, we, to we've got John. John Cena is as number six. The ro- Rolling wow. Stones. The Rolling Stones because of the the death. Charlie, Taliban yeah. because of Afghanistan. Another movie, Candyman, uh, remake yeah. of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something called Havana Syndrome. Hmm. Whoa. So, so this oh. is uh, the idea that there's some kind of sonic weapon that can attack people. Yeah. The government's going to attack people with a, a sonic weapon, cause damage to them at, at embassies, supposedly used by Cuba on the United States. But that's not new, though, right? That's weird that that's popping up in the top 10. Yeah. I, it's unexpected to me. This was something I heard about years ago, and yeah. I don't know why it's so popular in Wikipedia, but if, if anybody was doing research on what people are talking about or what the discourse is, mm-hmm. as things are popular, who, who knows why this showed up in Wikipedia, but I'm guessing that there was some popular website or some social community that was talking about this, and it, yeah. people were coming to Wikipedia to find out what's what it, what it's about. Yeah. I, I find that to be an interesting reflection of what people at large are looking for, right? What they're it changes, changes every week. Yeah. And anyone anyone can get these kind of reports for, for any language in Wikipedia. Yeah. Is there anything else recently that kind of surprised you? Like, oh, wow, people are looking at this? I guess I, I wish that there were, I wish that we have labor and research capacity. And I wish that we mm. had long-term researchers who would partner with the Wiki community to answer these kinds of questions. Mm. We would like to know things like what areas of Wikipedia are underserved where there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people looking for information in articles that we know aren't good, where Mm -hmm. we could rally around editors to do an article improvement drive and fix this stuff, Uh. especially on activist issues, health, health, of course, but some things that other people care about are diversity representation. Like we want to make sure that every country in the world can find their heroes, biographies of their heroes on Wikipedia. We're partial to, to social and activist movements. So if there's a, a community protest in Wikipedia and the government mm. opposes it, then the Wikipedia community tries to make sure that's represented online. Mm. And then what, whatever else is impo- important, like whatever whatever the people want. Yeah. But it's There's a lot of data here and it's not trivial to interpret it. What is, uh, I'm jumping to just a random different topic. What is Wikipedia's birthday? Uh, January 15th in, in 2001. That's when we Yes, yes. Yeah, so we're at 20 years we're in. 20 years. And I'll, I'll tell you something unusual about that date. There was an, another organization, January 15th, 2001, Creative Commons. Creative Commons, they were also established on that date. Creative Commons oh. is an organization known for producing a copyright license, a statement oh. that if somebody's a content creator and they wish to share what they have with the world, they can apply this copyright license to say, I've taken I've taken this photograph, I've written this text, I've produced this creative work. I'd like to share it with the world and I'm gonna put it on the internet with a Creative Commons license that you don't need a lawyer to interpret this. I'm giving you my permission in advance. You yeah. can reuse and remix this work. Oh. Wikipedia uses these copyright licenses. That's why that's how we negotiate the permission for every photograph uh, uploaded to Wikipedia, mm. the, the copyright to every sentence that someone donates to Wikipedia. It's kind of funny to imagine this, but if you're 
a writer for Wikipedia, you're actually donating your text into the platform, mm. not to be owned by the Wikimedia Foundation, but to become part of the shared public record. Right. So they, they, give, they give a copyright license. Creative Commons and Wikipedia both got established on the same day in the same year, independently wow. of each other, oh, without well, yeah. people, without one knowing about the other. So if I write the best sentence ever written, I yes. don't want to go put that on Wikipedia because that's going to be, I'm, like, I'm giving it away. <laughs> I mean, I wanna... it, 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 it depends. I would say that <laughs> here, here's something that comes up. So artists, whether they're painters or photographers or poets, if you're known for your art yeah, and there's a Wikipedia article about you and all your work is copyrighted, mm -hmm. then that means that Wikipedia will not be displaying a representative illustration of your work. Yeah. But if, if you're a painter or a photographer and you'll apply a free and open license to at least one copy of your work, mm. then that's the copy that's going to show up in your Wikipedia biography. And that's the image that's going to circulate around the internet and represent you. And mm. if your, your picture's not there, then there's just different biases the internet's going to have about you if there's yeah. no, no picture of your work in circulation. Yeah. A bit of a random thought. If Wikipedia is based on sources, Yes. Is there, in your experience, is there things that are not newsworthy that you think that should be on Wikipedia? Yeah, absolutely. So especially uh, public, public well-known celebrities in lower and middle-income countries without a strong tradition of journalism. So mm. it can happen that somebody's a community activist or well-known social leader, and maybe they're popular in social media. Maybe they give, give a lot of speeches that maybe with Facebook, faith-based community groups or community centers. A lot and of people know Papua and New Guinea, about them. right? Exactly, exactly. So uh, uh, countries that are, uh, so Papua New Guinea, there, there's so many languages spoken there. Yeah. And perhaps people are using these different languages, but they don't have easily accessible journalism for those languages or people don't have access to those kinds of resources. Yeah. So Wikipedia is biased against people who don't Speak a, speak a very popular language. They're biased against people who don't appear in mainstream media or in published mm. media. And it's not to say that these people aren't important, but the rule is in Wikipedia. If we can't cite something, then you can't be in Wikipedia. Mm. Definitely this happens a lot. And uh, it's it's a big problem. If we, I, we can really discuss what to do about this. Uh, yeah. if, if I gave you a ma magic wand, but said this magic wand could only do systematic changes, uh, what would be your answer to kind of fix that? <laughs> Remove even, racism. Even a guess. Oh, I mean, sorry. you don't have to be, you know, just, yeah, just guess. Oh, on what, what, what systematic change would you make? To, to, to fix that newsworthy things have to go into Wikipedia where you could still get to those, uh, those people that aren't well known, but yeah. yet uh, maybe systematically not have that broken too. Because I, I could see as I'm thinking of my way how I would fix it, there's too many holes that could, mm -hmm. corruption could break that yeah. down. I get, I, with the magic wand, I can't think of one thing. So again, there's there's two problems. One is uh, difficulty with technology, and the other one is difficulty with social structures. And you can't mm. fix one without the other. But yeah. perhaps the, the problem uh, with, with journalism is I wish that there was more free and open source good journalism software. Just about every newspaper in the world uses a different software platform with junky, oh. outdated software. And I wish that there was like one excellent journalism or reporting software that was widely adopted by many people, like more accessible than WordPress, uh, yeah. you know, wh whatever mm. the case may be. So one part is the technology. The other part is we need that creation of culture to make sure that people understand what is what is good journalism and what's not. 
maybe to put this into universities or community centers, but you can't just drop technology on people and expect them to use it. You also have to have the culture to train people in their own language how to use this stuff. Yeah, and it almost sounds like there's a oddly a morality thing because as journalism, as someone may report on something, they're going to have a biased view and they... I don't know, they might get a kickback from somebody or whatever. So it sounds that that can definitely happen in a lot of countries where the, the journalists are highly, highly tied to, to rich people who are controlling the media sources. Well, well then let me ask you this, Lane. Uh, Limley has a podcast uh, and he's doing cool things like interviewing this Wikipedia expert. Yes. And this is information that we want everybody to have. Yes. Should there be a Wikipedia page about Limley podcast? Or maybe, is that maybe. Not, not the I, sort of thing. Uh, let's let's talk a little little bit about it. So, yeah. one thing Wikipedia looks favorably on knowledge creators, original knowledge creators, especially those that go through an editorial process and have some kind of fact checking. So, you're doing interviews, and supposing you're interviewing people, and people want to cite your podcast in biographies about these people, or yeah. in Wikipedia articles where they're you're getting subject matter experts, and they say something about a field, then yeah. somebody would like to cite your your podcast as a source. Yeah. So in, in that case, uh, Wikipedia would would want to index this or any other information source well, so that we get some information about: Does someone object to it? Did someone protest it? What do we know about this source and its reliability? So where things would start is somebody would create the item or record of this podcast in Wikidata. Mm-hmm. Wikidata contains structured data. It's not human generated prose. But Wikidata is going to identify things like what is the name of the podcast, what what language is it in, what platforms distribute it, where are the identifiers to find this podcast in different places, what are what are the identities of the hosts, uh, yeah. who is the, the publisher or editor or any institutional affiliations that this podcast has. So when was it established? Uh, how many episodes did it have of any given day? Where can I find its social media? Mm-hmm. So when you put all this information into Wikidata, and anyone's welcome to do this with mm-hmm. any kind of media source then uh, that gets indexed with all the major search engines. And I, I would recommend this for almost any podcast, to index podcasts in this ways. You're not gonna get a lot of subversion or, or, or propaganda or, or opportunities for mischief when you're doing this, which mm-hmm. is why standards for Wikidata and the structured data, they're a bit different from Wikipedia. Now, supposing a source wants to migrate from Wikidata into Wikipedia, also, a lot of people aren't gonna understand structured data anyway. Right. Like it's 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 good for machines, but it's not something that the humans browse. It matters, yeah. but it's just not something that a lot of typical people think about. But that's is where it, things starts. It's yep. like looking at spreadsheets, right? Nobody wants to looking at spreadsheets. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. It's it's important to Wikipedia's quality control process. Yeah. Okay. Then supposing someone says, "Let's have some human readable text. Let's have a general reference encyclopedic article about this this source." Yeah. I've already t- I've already told you how this works. So people are going to say, who has written about this podcast that has no relationship to this podcast? Mm. Like who has sought the host of this podcast out and interviewed them unsolicited, yeah. unpaid? Who has said that this is so important that we need to write our own critiques of it? Yeah. Then when there's multiple sources to cite like this, and by multiple. Uh, I could need two, but <laughs> actually four, four is a pretty good number. Yeah. So like when we have four authorities, independent authorities who have editorial control and a reputation for quality who have written about a topic, then that article is suitable for inclusion in Wikipedia. It passes what's called notability criteria, which yeah. means you can have a Wikipedia article. 
Ah, so there is a Wikipedia article about the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm, yes, yes. Right? But yes. not one about the Limley podcast. The day that uh, Lim is interviewed or written about in the Washington Post. Yes. Then he has reached some level of notoriety or significance that would be worthy of a Wikipedia page then, right? It, it, it doesn't have to. Washington Post is a very high level respected newspaper and yeah. one need, need not go all the way to the top. Yeah. But we are looking for respectable sources that are independent, producing journalism, that take a critical perspective of a topic and aren't just there for puffery or promotion. We mm. we really we really want some some serious critiques and editorial freedom by the people who are writing things. That's what we're yeah. looking for. And that, that could be a high school newspaper, you know, depending. Uh, oh. it, it, it happens from time to time. So if you have a pre precocious high schooler who feels like writing <laughs> about something, you know, they're, they're local heroes and they're able to write, then we can cite that kind of thing in, in Wikipedia. Uh, so uh, some, some, in some ways, a, a high schooler in, in the United States can be more free than some very high level yeah. newspapers in some other countries. We're, we're looking for editorial freedom and editorial oversight. Excellent. So, but you could do the Wikidata, Wiki, is that right? The Wikidata page first mm -hmm. that, that, that it says this exists. I, it, it's just that we're, we're not, I'm not encouraging the creation of Wikidata items for all kinds of things. I'm just saying that Wikipedia has a special interest and special preference for knowledge creators. Anyone mm -hmm. who's creating that sweet, sweet OC original <laughs> content. Yes. So, original content is the scarce resource on the net. Like, yeah. Com computers can produce a lot and people can regurgitate a lot of content. But oh. the original content creators, they fuel the internet. Well, yeah, because we had a conversation with a guy that's doing lab-grown meat. And that was mm -hmm. a fascinating, uh, you know, literally a scientist dude. We, yes. we talked to another scientist that just published his peer-reviewed paper on uh, curing brain cancer yes. kind of stuff. So, yeah, so those are interesting information sources. That's right. So if someone were to cite your podcast, the thing that they could do, you cite the original academic paper. And then, which is going to be written for scientists, but then you can also cite the podcast, mm -hmm. which gives interpretation that's appropriate for a layman and, and more general audience. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm going to segue, or it's not really a segue because it's not connected. Um, what do you think <laughs> about misinformation uh, in, in your perspective? I mean, I, there, I, I think that's pretty big because you're working with Wikipedia, but then also misinformation now as COVID and we're seeing only like 51% of people vaccinated misinformation yeah. on that. So what's your perspective on misinformation? Misinformation has, has changed a lot. So before the age of internet, this level of misinformation did not exist and was not able to travel around the world. With mm. new technology, social media, and the, uh, the collapse of local journalism. Mm. So a lot of local journalists have no longer been funded with social media and different kinds of advertising, taking over local media sources. In the past 15 years, a lot of newspapers have folded around the world. There, there's no longer local journalism. There's a few media conglomerates that are controlling more and more of the news and journalism media, less independent media. So it's very easy for bad information to circulate around the world, cross language and cultural barriers and cause all kinds of havoc. This is a, mm -hmm. a major problem in the media ecosystem that we're unprepared for and there's no clear answer of what to do. Uh, something that we do want is more editorial independence, more original journalism, more OC, original mm -hmm. content, independent thinkers from various 
diverse perspectives, but it's very expensive to fund this. And that's not Wikipedia's place. Again, yeah. Wikipedia doesn't make the original content. Wikipedia is the place where we're summarizing what other people have written. Maybe our original content is original interpretation, original writing, so as not to plagiarize or commit copyright violations, but we're still taking the facts from, from other sources. Now, when information comes into Wikipedia, we have to make judgments about what sources are re more reliable and what sources mm -hmm. are less reliable. And I've told you before that we're trying to index every publisher in the world, perhaps mm. every author, every speaker. We'll see how far we get with these kinds of things. But yeah. indexing all kinds of library and information catalogs to say, if someone's citing this source, what do we know about the reliability of this source? Mm -hmm. So that's that's one level of protection. But then on a, on a social level, misinformation can mean a few different things. So one kind of misinformation is misinterpretation of the original source. That is, maybe someone, they're talking about some health issue, they cite the correct health paper that they should be citing on the source, but they just don't possess the level of uh, expertise to be able to interpret it properly. They're citing the right source, but they're misinterpreting it. That could be mm -hmm. one kind of misinformation, kind of an error or just a misunderstanding. It's it's not intentional. Mm -hmm. Another Another kind of information can be uh, someone citing the wrong kind of source. They're citing some kind of fringe view uh, saying something like COVID vaccines are harmful, you know, they and, they, and they're citing just some random blog. Mm -hmm. So in, in, in that case, they're not citing the right source. Uh, they're doing some, they're intentionally trying to do the right thing, but this person just isn't able to differentiate what's a quality source from a lower quality source. So that's, that, that would take another workflow to detect. The way that you can detect misinterpretation is different from, uh, it, shenanigans. It's yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, then we can get into shenanigans. So what if you have <laughs> Damn what if, the Irish. <laughs> what, what if you have a a foreign country and part of their part of their 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 national policy is to try to sow discord in a, in another country and they want Russia. To, they, they want to rile up people people of one country by intentionally promoting misinformation in blogs and trying to scare people, getting yeah. people into a panic. So uh that that can look different from uh, when you have bad actors doing that, that can look different from a sincere person who's just misguided with the wrong source. Mm -hmm. And then, and then finally, you can have uh, intentional vandalism. Somebody who does mm -hmm. things like uh, tries to tries to understand Wikipedia system, and they they make a sport out of putting misinformation in it. This is someone uh, with a with a bad attitude. They're not funded by a foreign government. They're like an arsonist. Yeah, yeah. Just trying I just to want to watch it burn, baby. Trying to cause them the most havoc with the least effort. So yeah. these kind of people, they're 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 always running around Wikipedia playing games. Don't do this. Like Wikipedia is your shared public resource, and it it robustly protects individual rights. Please don't vandalize Wikipedia. But yeah. in case of somebody's doing this, we have different protections for it. And I I could don't tell us. About any of those. No. no, no, we don't we don't want the shits to figure out how to do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> any of those things. Like misinformation can mean a lot of different things. We have different protections yeah. for, for different kinds of misinformation. Would you say that's the biggest problem for Wikipedia? Well, like yeah, we've kind of mentioned quite a you few know, manpower. The, the biggest, yeah, yeah, the biggest power yeah. is lack of information, lack of manpower. You know, getting mm -hmm. getting the sources that are published. But the the thing about misinformation, uh, we're turning it increasingly into a big data problem. Mm -hmm. uh, have more and more robots. This is something new in Wikipedia. This wasn't the case five years ago. It's the case now, and it's going to be the case more in the future, mm -hmm. where 
humans still are the highest authority in English Wikipedia, but we have robots who are using artificial intelligence to make assessments of things and suggest to a human, can you give oh. this a look? Can you give this a look? I, there's something funny about this. And, yeah. the, and the robot will, will give different kinds of information. The point of this is to save manpower. But of course, we're, we're talking about ethical issues. Or is it going to come a time when we let the robots do editing without human oversight? Or should we allow robots to do their thing in places where we lack the manpower, like non-English languages, where mm. we just have so few editors and, and, and so many things to check that maybe we should just turn the robots there and, and let them do their thing? These are tough, tough questions. And I don't know what the answer is going to be. Yeah. Good luck, native speaking Hawaiians. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Talk to robots. So it sounds yeah. like, um, I, I guess, uh, cup half full or, or, or no, not even that. Um, so I was thinking governments aren't really uh, affecting Wikipedia negative. They are probably nine out of 10 times they're not. Is that, does that sound? Governments are not anti Wikipedia? Yeah. They're not having, they're not doing. Free democratic Western governments are not. Yeah, I was going to maybe China, Russia. I don't know what other India. You mentioned India, but they opened back. Okay, but I don't, I don't want to call out any any particular governments, and yeah, I don't. No, I'm not <laughs> aware. Of, I'm not aware of large scale shenanigans, but certainly, okay. There, there's different kinds of shenanigans. One is just outright promotion. People in different government agencies around the world trying to edit the Wikipedia article about their organization or about their director, just in the same way that someone would promote a product. So that's mm -hmm. not the most dangerous thing in the world, but every government agency in the world has had somebody do that. Yeah. Like, mm. it's just everybody's tried to edit the Wikipedia article about themselves. Uh, another thing is there, there have been some countries where we've seen a spike in Wikipedia editorial activity that we were able to detect. Yeah. And all these people seem to be editing things that are favorable to the government and unfavorable to the volunteer activist communities. And we just say, what's happened here? Yeah, Venezuela. It, what's going on? It, it's it's it seems like shenanigans. So, ah, interesting. Yeah. So that that has happened, and this is public data, but we again we don't have the research or capacity to present the data, make the visualizations, do the expert interpretation, and give the social context. Yeah. So it's not that we're trying to keep this quiet. It's just that we don't. The volunteers who observe these things, we just can't. You can't. Yeah. interpret it in a way that's fair and so we don't come out and, and make accusations because yeah, who even knows where cyprus is much less what the hell's going on there <laughs> it's north of africa south of italy <laughs> yes. so it, it, it's over, over there in the mediterranean yes, yes oh you guys are good worldly <laughs> worldly travelers i only know that because of a crypto cryptocurrency thing oh shenanigans <laughs> get the fuck out of here oh. <laughs> Over, over the 20 years of Wikipedia, what do you think are some of the biggest things that it's done or changes that you've seen? It's tracking all my aircraft carriers for me. Mm. This, this, and, uh, the, and other the, boats. The, the biggest thing for me is uh, the increasing commitment to diversity and inclusion, trying to get people in every country and every culture in the world to feel free to share information as they like. So this is, it's been a very difficult conversation because we're convening a global conversation with almost no money. It's peer-to-peer -peer and volunteer supported. And we still have a lot of trouble saying, how are we gonna get appropriate representation from every cultural community to share what they want in Wikipedia? 
we know that we have the readers. We know that there's mm -hmm. readers in every culture in the world, but we don't have the ed editorial and labor pool. So that's one thing that's that's really been emphasized as time goes on, and we don't have a clear answer for that. Yeah. The other thing that I, I would point to is the new technology that comes with increasingly converting Wikipedia to structured data. Mm. I, I really think that Wikidata is going to be bigger than Wikipedia because yeah. Wikidata is the source of translating information across cultures, you know, simple statements of facts. I'm not talking about human yeah. prose, but simple statements of facts, making sure that's translated into every culture, uh, maintaining our quality control, uh, being able to, to critique sources and identify complaints about different sources, or yeah. identify when somebody's got a, got a problem, uh, making sure that people can collaborate across languages, making yeah. people interconnected where nobody's alone in the world. So I, I think that structured data is going to be the, the key to that. And increasingly, our relationship with robots. I think that all, all Wikipedia editors in the future are going to have much, much closer relationships with with robots that help them do their writing and, and maintain robots. Yeah. What do you think about uh, or have you heard of the correlation of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or universe, the movie, um, the book, um, and them saying that Wikipedia is almost like that? Have you heard of that? Of course. So many times everybody, everybody in Wikipedia talks about this book. So it's a, the, the, this fiction book where there's this guy, he's, uh, he's, he's from earth and he's traveling around space in a spaceship yeah, and yeah. he's got this, this book and that a towel. <laughs> he's got, he's got a book and a towel and this, this is a <laughs> computerized book. The gimmick with the book is that it's got general reference information about every kind of alien in place that someone will go to. Yeah, and yeah. also the people who use the book are encouraged to submit entries to the book. It's yeah. an it's an anyone can edit. It's got an editorial process in the book. And so that sounds a lot like Wikipedia. It's, yeah. it's science fiction that, that prefigures Wikipedia. So people talk about that. People talk about uh, uh, Asimov, Isaac Asimov. He wrote a book called The Foundation. Yeah. Uh, and in Asimov's Foundation, this is science fiction. The idea mm -hmm. is that there's going to be a, a catastrophe uh, for humanity. Humanity is mm -hmm. about to experience a lot of trouble and go into a dark age. There's going to be yeah. a lot of technology lost. And his strategy for getting through the dark age is that while we can, we need to make an encyclopedia, a store of all human knowledge, make mm -hmm. sure that's well preserved so that whatever happens to humanity, if there's ever a setback, then yeah. people can pull from this, this knowledge and not forget any of the, the knowledge or culture or science, uh, make sure that it's not lost and make sure it's accessible to everybody. Yeah, you, you don't want to waste a thousand years relearning everything that got us yeah. to a modern age. Yeah. 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 Well, I love the work that you're doing. It seems to be good all around and contributes to knowledge and free information to the world. So I love all of that. Hmm. Um, I know you mentioned earlier that University of Virginia pays you to do this. Yes. Right. So I'm curious what your relationship back to the university is. How do you share back to uh, the students? How does how does University of Virginia benefit from you doing this great work? Is there a feedback or is there a a, a you know a value that comes back to those students? Ooh, can I be a devil's advocate and uh, sure, sure. ask ask by chance are they getting an unfair advantage to Wikipedia? Oh, like the University of Virginia's wiki page is awesome, or their <laughs> sources of information points a lot towards the university. Yes, yes, it's an unfair advantage. Uh, so definitely, since I'm here at this university, then people at the university have better access to, to edit Wikipedia. I would say in the 
grand scheme of things, it's not that much of an advantage as compared to, say, people in the United States in general. If you speak yeah. English already, you've got big advantages in Wikipedia. If you're at a university, you've got big advantages over people who don't have access to university resources. Mm -hmm. I, I wish that every university in the world would employ a Wikipedia. And mm. from my perspective, I feel like the resources are there because every university in the world hires people to post to social media. Mm. And I, I don't feel like social media is as much of a public benefit as Wikipedia. And when I say Wikipedia, I, I, we've been talking a lot about Wikipedia. Actually, I don't, yeah. I don't care about Wikipedia. What I care oh, about- Oh, bullshit. I, I really don't. I really don't. I would jump ship. I would you should jump be wearing their damn t-shirt. Okay. I care about free and open access to information. Okay. So everything that is in Wikipedia, if you want to download Wikipedia, the entirety of Wikipedia, you can yeah. download the entirety of Wikipedia and set it up on whatever website. You've got yeah. legal permission. The software is open. The content is open. The pictures is open. You you can you can do whatever you want. And if technology ever changed and someone ever had a better technological container to store Wikipedia, mm -hmm. they could export all the content and you know maybe the community would move over. Community cares a lot about the ethics and values and you know the the culture. Yeah. But it's not as if my commitment is to Wikipedia, my commitment is to storing free and open information that's accessible to everyone in the world on, on the web. That's really what I am, what what we all care about, open open information. Yeah. Now, uh, at, at the university, some examples of, of some things that I can do. There's something called a wiki editing party. This is pretty Woo! low level. I'm not gonna say it's the highest impact thing. Some people call these an edit-a-thon. Yeah. How these typically work at a university, is uh, someone with some Wikipedia experience or even someone with that experience just hosts a Wikipedia editing event. Yeah. You invite a group of students, perhaps to the library. A library is a good place to do this. And you say, we're going to set a, a theme to this event. Everybody's going to choose a topic. They're going to go into the library and find sources on this topic. And oh. you're going to pull a few facts out of these sources and you're gonna put them into a Wikipedia article, or if you really feel fanciful, you can make a new Wikipedia article. Mm. You're, you're gonna cite the sources. So when you do these kind of events, and you can you can do this in say 90 minutes, have a have a yeah. pretty solid editing event where everybody does something. Yeah. You you teach, especially if they're undergraduate graduate students, you teach them how to use the library, you teach them say something about the reliability of sources, consider how reliable you use your source. Yeah. How do you make this, how do you make a citation? And also they have the experience of publishing something that's going to get a peer review. When they put information into Wikipedia, a human's gonna check that. And mm. if it flies, you know, they've, they've done something good. And if it doesn't fly, a human's gonna say, hey, I, 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 don't, I have some questions about this source. I, I think it might not be reliable. Can you tell me more about it? Or where did you get this? Or yeah, what, what, what are you saying? A human, human will talk back to them. And when, when I do these events, and I'm not, I'm not unusual. There's lots of people doing these kind of events in different places, but it, it's a mixed bag. Some students coming mm. into coming into university, they already get the idea of citations. Yeah. Some students, all, all kinds of issues come up, but they need more training. They need education. They need conversation. They need practical experience. Yeah. So for example, the student may not, they, they read a source and think that they can interpret it beyond what the original source says. Ah. Like they start, they start putting, they, they, they treat Wikipedia as an opportunity to write an essay and give their perspective in it. That's a very common beginner error. Ah, I see. Yeah. And in Wikipedia, we're not looking for people to insert their own opinions. 
And yeah. students, are, students are trained to be persuasive. This is a big part of the academic experience, writing a persuasive essay. They bring yeah. this into Wikipedia and we say, Wikipedia may be different from anything you've been trained to do in, in high school or college, because yeah. in Wikipedia, we're asking you to do a literature review and report what you find, yeah. not, not to have your own creative interpretation of it. So students get checked on these kinds of things. And, and that's, that's an example of something that I do at a university. Would you be against a student uh, streaming that experience on Twitch as they're doing it? This happens. So there's Wikipedia, ah. Twitch, Wikipedia editors who stream on Twitch. It happens. And if, if, if somebody if somebody wants to do that, that's that's a thing in this world. <laughs> so social media is not a reliable source of information, but it is so much more popular. So if you look at uh, just in America, uh, we have these cell phones and we're staring yep. at them all day long. And so yep. many hours a day are spent consuming social media. Yes. So it, it has a different uh, impact than than what Wikipedia does. Certainly, yes. Orders of magnitude more. Mm. Um, so that would be interesting to to showcase Wikipedia through that, through I, that I think window. If somebody wants to do it, I'm not yeah. going to say that Wikipedia editing is the most exciting thing to, to watch. Some, <laughs> yeah. some, people are, some people are interested and some people are less interested. It's as exciting to watch as somebody doing research in the library. You're welcome to go in the library and just stare at people if you like. I'll watch, I'll watch 30 seconds of it on TikTok if you uh, dance as well. Yeah, okay, yes. Jumping to your passion and uh, freedom yeah. of information. Yes. Uh, and if you want to not answer this, because this may, this is going, I'm going to ask you your personal opinion. Sure, sure. What, what do you think is the, maybe the worst atrocities of freedom of information for people? Is it like North Korea, China, and or what, I don't know, what's your perspective on that? What's the worst in the world? Atrocities against free information? Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to blame the repressive governments. I'm going to blame the rich countries. I would say the current standard of copyright is the biggest barrier to information. I'll give you an example. Uh, yeah. the, the United Nations International Panel on Climate Change yeah. recently released a report uh, just, just last month. This is the, the current state of, of climate change, the scientific consensus. They got this report. It's several thousand pages, and then the summary is like 200 pages and then there's smaller Whoa. summaries but this is the authoritative report of what what everybody in the world ought to know about climate change mm -hmm. uh this this is a pretty typical practice but they applied a conventional copyright to this document which means that we can't import this document into wikipedia until the mm -hmm. copyright's expired I don't know the state of this, but it's not less than 70 years. It could be 95 years. Oh, geez. Mm. Yeah. So when, when you think about how urgent is climate change, well, this organization, they're more important to climate change than them is enforcing their copyright. No one's going to copy any yeah. of their graphics, any of their text. Hmm. There's problems with, with exporting their data. Uh, this is an English language document as well. In, in Wikipedia, climate change is everybody's problem. Yeah. We would like to be able to translate text from this document or even just copy and paste information out of this document, drop it into Wikipedia. Maybe we'll work it over more, but a lot of scientists have been very precise with their language and their wording in this document. Mm. We can't just import this document. We can rewrite it in our own words and cite it, but given the complexity of climate change and given that they produced several thousand pages of highly authoritative text mm. with sign-off from 
100 different governments, the, the scientific committees of 100 different governments, and so many different scientists and so many universities. I would like public public domain on the on this entire work. Yeah. And I would like everyone to have, to have free access to it, to remix, to translate it, to share it around the world. Now, it's not that this organization, I, I just don't believe that there's anyone in this organization who really understands the open movement or open media. Uh, I'm, I'm sure scientists, all scientists have heard of this concept of op open access, but yeah. it's just so controversial to say, can you put your document out and, and really let anyone engage with it, really let anyone do it, what they want with it? They'll have what, all kinds of arguments. Like, What, why what, is, what is their uh, goal for copywriting that document that is meant for public dissemination? Some, some of the arguments are that they want people to read it off their website yeah. instead of... In, instead of going somewhere else. So it's their, it's their work and they want to make sure that they get proper credit for it. Another thing that they say is that if if they're the only ones who publish the document, mm -hmm. then there's no chance of there being an, uh, an error-filled Mis version. Yeah, mm -hmm. misinformation from somebody else's version of it. So they don't want an unauthorized translation of the document into Arabic or so, yeah. some other language where things have to be re reinterpreted. The language of science is English, and yeah. therefore, if you want access to this document, you better you better know English. You know, that's they, that, yes. Could, could they give specific uh, permission to Wikipedia as a trusted custodian to share that as well? Is it possible that they could say it, hey, would, it, would, it would be it would be unprecedented. Yeah. We so the Wikipedia community, we uh, we don't have a relationship with this organization. Mm -hmm. We have a relationship with the World Health Organization. Mm -hmm. So this we're talking about health information. Yeah. Uh, at the United Nations. Uh, health information is copyrighted like anything else. Uh, mm. The World Health Organization mostly will will not give us their content. Mm. They, 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 in the course of this partnership, they've given very select information. Yeah. Uh, in 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 my perspective, it's it's a start, but it's not very useful. Yeah. Uh, you know, I appreciate the partnership, but it's not going at the considering the the global impact of disease, the global burden of disease, and how important it is for us to be able to have good health information in Wikipedia articles. I'm going to say something else. I, I, yeah. I engage with Wikipedia's health content. I'm going to put this in context to you. Tell us, brother. Wikipedia is the most consulted, accessed, requested, and published source of health information in the world for almost every topic and in almost every language. Wait, more than WebMD? Of course. Of course. Okay. Yes. And we've got the traffic. So I've got traffic from WebMD. You know, nice people in... A big office in Manhattan. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been to WebMD. You motherfuckers. I've been, I've been you know, and then, so they've, they've got this very convenient location in, in Manhattan. And then here I am. When uh, I, I Wikipedia meeting in, in New York, I, living in New York, doing all this stuff. Yeah. This dusty basement fire hazard with wires <laughs> everywhere, no disability access. You have to go downstairs. They weren't even safe for people. <laughs> How ironic. You know, and then we, 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 go, we go and meet and miss people. And that's that's the best that Wikipedia has got to provide. And then from that little dirty basement, we're competing mm -hmm. with WebMD and winning. Like yeah. we're, getting, we're getting more traffic. Of course, WebMD gets much more funding than Wikipedia. Very wealthy mm -hmm. organization. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and... Uh, that's because you know you have advertising, you have funding. You, if you do what the sponsors tell you to do, you're going to get a lot more funding than if you have editorial independence. Also, uh, if, I, I, I won't, I won't open copyright for information that is supposed to be for public dissemination, wherever that yeah. comes. From. 
So if if uh, if rich people gave a lot more money to Wikipedia just as donations, Wikipedia could be more effective. Is that I'm not I'm not going to say that either. So I I advocate for Wikipedia's community to editors, mm-hmm. and Wikipedia's community. If you want to donate to the Wikipedia, you can. Donations to Wikipedia go to something called the Wikimedia Foundation. I appreciate the Wikimedia Foundation, the nonprofit organization which is steward of the Wikimedia projects. I also protest the Wikimedia Foundation as a Wikipedia editor. And practically, uh, the majority of people who are engaged in Wikipedia community organization and politics, they have some complaint about the Wikimedia Foundation. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll just break down the, the complaint that I have. Like you, I said, you like to Wiki- bite the hand that feeds. They don't feed enough. We're starving. <laughs> we, we're, okay. we're starving. So the Wikimedia yeah. Foundation gives less than 10% of the money they bring in to the community of editors. From my perspective, the Wikimedia, everyone at the Wikimedia Foundation is replaceable, and it'd be pretty cheap to hire new people because when you're paying people a lot of money, you can always pay more people money and they'll come do the work. What's mm-hmm. not replaceable to me is the volunteer community and the goodwill and the activist community. And I'd like a lot, more, a lot more of the donations to go to the volunteer community. That also means a lot less donations going to the staff of the Wikimedia Foundation. Okay. Go, going into that question, I, I when I asked uh, what, what atrocities of a uh, of uh, freedom of information you when had, you bought this T shirt, jerk off, <laughs> you, you beautifully answered that. Um, <laughs> so we you we there's a lot of questions, information, things that you wrote in the the questionnaire, and we didn't even cover a lot of it, which is an awesome conversation when we we go this far and not really touch it at all. So um, I have a final question section, sure. so we're going to do that now. Let's do it. Sure. First question, um, what great daily habits do you have? Gosh, I'd like to get rid of some of my daily habits. I'd like to do less social media. (laughs) I'd like more control of my media feed. Uh, I'm struggling with gaining access to more of my life. I could use more more focus and uh, less Wikipedia rabbit holes and other media rabbit holes. (laughs) I'd say um, the best habit that I have is one that I don't exercise uh, enough, and that's uh, keeping my phone off or not even having it in my pocket. Oh, so you wake up and find new things to get angry about through <laughs> through the internet. It just there's there's limited time. I can't do everything, and I I could yeah. use more focus. Uh, other things get get some exercise every day. You know, you, if you're if you don't if you don't stay fit, then you're not going to be able to concentrate. Did you say you're physically in New York City? I lived in New York for the longest time. These these days, oh, okay. I'm in Charlottesville, Virginia, at the University okay. of Virginia. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Next question. Uh, we kind of talked a lot about it already, but uh, what do you know or think of cryptocurrency? If there's anything you want to add, if you don't, I could delete the segment. No, uh, I my wish for the cryptocurrency community is that they rally around community organization to identify the biggest social and ethical issues in the field of cryptocurrency and produce culture, produce conversation and produce discourse where many people from diverse perspectives say what they feel about these ethical issues and how they ought to be resolved. Mm. If the community is empowered to list the ethical issues and identify where the problems are in cryptocurrency, then I predict a robust future for cryptocurrency. If there is not community control of cryptocurrency and the discourse around it, then I predict corporate capture of the entire experiment and a loss of many of the things that make cryptocurrency attractive for people today, here and now, while they're taking good ethics and values for granted. I, I agree with the majority of everything, with the majority of what you said. Um, I think from my side, when I look at 
the say say uh, Bitcoin Ethereum doesn't matter which cryptocurrency, yes. but any good one will have the community of people voting for uh, enhancements. So Ethereum will have an EIP Ethereum improvement proposal, and mm-hmm. you get a community of people that vote on it. And and the mo- uh, the most recent one, the EIP one five five nine, that one had the community almost divided because you got the miners that saying, hey, you're going to take with that proposal, when you implement it to the to upgrade Ethereum, the miners are going to get less money. Mm-hmm. And then the other side, other people are saying, well, this helps to improve the stability of our blockchain. Um, so I, I, when I see that part of it, I think it's a very healthy um, culture. I totally agree with you on the other side. When I hear the majority of people that talk about cryptocurrency, uh, the people I know, I think I'm the only crazy person talking about consensus of truth what, what i mean by that is nobody understands where this paradigm can go mm-hmm. and i'm i'm really uh i'm very passionate about cryptocurrency so it almost breaks my heart that nobody sees how big this blockchain thing can go i understand it needs people but if people don't understand it we can't get there no i just want to get rich <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, it's unfortunate I, I i totally resonate with what you're saying but i hope the community that i'm talking about i, I hope that grows with time i i hope so also that's where the robustness and that's where the trust comes from yeah yeah uh, and i think like especially when i see uh say vitalik from ethereum charles from cardano they're very they're, they're, they don't seem like your typical person that cares about money. <laughs> they're, they're high principled. Yeah, yeah. Where Char, um, both of them, they are, uh, whether some people may say code is king, that, that can be construed. But, but when the way that they speak about it, they talk about a sustainable system that has rules and checks and balances in place. Um, and they, uh, Vitalik, I think both of them, but Vitalik, you see thing, things where he gave, I think it was 75 million, I think it was $75 million away, uh, where someone tried to, uh, someone gave him money. They found out the address or his private wallet address. They sent him a cryptocurrency. Yeah. The public address. Yeah. And they, they, this, uh, I think, I think it was Shiba Inu, that coin. Sounds right. They thought that that coin would, uh, would blow up in value because people are saying, oh, Vitalik holds a bunch of this coin. Mm -hmm. So he gave it all away. He didn't care about the millions of dollars. He actually donated, I think, to India during the COVID uh, crisis in India. No, he should give it to Wikipedia editors. Yeah, yeah, he should. (laughs) Is there a way to do that? Because we know how to donate money to Wikipedia. Is there a way to money, the way to get money to editors? There's, so there's Wikipedia community organizations. We call these chapters. And they often go by the name of Wikimedia and then a country name or some other organization name. Mm -hmm. So there's a a Wikimedia New York City. That's all the people in New York City who want to go to meetings and and do governance issues in Wikipedia. They accept crypto. There's Mm -hmm. Wikimedia Deutschland, Wikimedia for France, Wikimedia for so many countries in the world. And if somebody wants to donate directly to community groups, a lot of these take crypto. Uh, The ones who don't, I mean, I'm sure they could be persuaded to set up accounts. If somebody wanted to get, if somebody wanted to get money to say, uh, an underserved language community that just has never had that kind of structure or support, yeah, then that 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 could be a thing. But okay. this isn't this isn't a major revenue stream. We've never had a, a big donor of of mm-hmm. any kind. I think to any of these community groups. 
Mm. Well, because people don't know this. We just think... They don't know them. They know the Wikimedia Foundation. Yeah, yeah we think Wikipedia is good. Oh, there's the yearly donation. I'm going to donate some money, right? And so like, me, but, buy, me buying the shirt probably only... Goes to the foundation, yeah. Only 5% gets to the editors, maybe 5 or 10%, if that. If that, yeah. Yeah. $2. <laughs> yeah. All right, next uh, next question. What's the biggest problem for humans? What the, should they do to fix it? Uh, I'm concerned about climate change. So mm. supposing scientific consensus is right, and we're in a mass <laughs> extinction event. Uh, supposing yeah. that by 2050, half the species on Earth are going to be extinct because of rapid climate change. It's not about the extent of the temperature change, it's just how rapid it's going to be. So we're doing in a hundred years what, what previously would have been thousands. If by chance somebody some uh, somebody was next to you at in a, I don't know, in a coffee shop and then they yeah. said, I don't believe in climate change, what would be the few sentences that you would try to say to convince them otherwise in a few sentences? I, I probably wouldn't. I, I probably wouldn't say anything because the scientific consensus is out there. And at this point, if somebody can't be persuaded by the scientific consensus, then it's hard to find anything that would persuade them. I like uh, how so, you started with, let's suppose all the scientists are correct. Let's, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's suppose they're onto something. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bleak. So this, yeah. this new International Panel on Climate Change report that they came out last month. Yeah. My reading of it, and it's a very long document, and I haven't read much of it is that we can stop climate change if there's science fiction technology to reduce carbon emissions. Yeah. So already they're, they're they're, the plan is in, seems impossible to me. They, they want to have a machine that yeah. you, you plug it in, it sucks up carbon out of the atmosphere, spits yeah. out coal out the other side, and also it doesn't use any energy to do this. Like Oh, yeah. Then we it, get all this free coal. Yeah, it's it's oh, no. we're in a, we're in a pretty pretty big situation. <laughs> yeah, and it human extinction's not on the table, but extinction of nature certainly seems seems to me we're going to be losing a lot of biodiversity, yeah. uh, animals animals and plants going extinct, and what a, what a terrible waste. Here here we are at the the cusp of techno technological utopia, and we're about to to destroy everything that makes mm. the earth habitable. Yeah, I think I'm almost at a point where if anybody wants to uh, argue with me about logical and reasonable scientific things, I'm almost at the point where I'm like, you know what? Look, bro, did you do really well in chemistry class in high school? Are you really good at statistics? Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not the smartest guy in the class. Stop pretending you're smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next question isn't so bleak. What is your favorite food or dish? I eat, eat almost the same thing every day. So I'm, I'm vegan. I have a vegan diet mm. and I'm, I make beans. I cook some, some kind of vegetable. I eat raw leaves, some kind of kale. Mm. So I, I take raw kale and I put it on a plate. I put some kind of starch on it, like rice or potatoes. Yeah. And then I, I put my beans for protein and then I put some kind of vegetable to supplement it. And that's, that's my staple diet. This is, this is what I want. It satisfies me. What, what about cauliflower pizza? I, I, I make pizzas regularly. I think yeah. it's good to have friends over and we, we make dough once a week and then it's rising. Yeah. And then we put together a pasta sauce, make our own pasta sauce, we roll up pizzas and then we have a, a movie night. I like to live nice. in communal situations. Yeah. I've, I've lived in different kinds of shared housing situations and I still live that way today. And I like having lots of guests over and I like 
I just like being around a lot of people all the time. Wait a minute. You waited till the end to tell us you were a vegan hippie. <laughs> does uh with pizza uh, vegan is it so with pizza do you have to do um no no egg or is it egg or milk no, in the no beef well i mean beef that that's obvious <laughs> but with the with the uh with the crust or the no pepperoni conventional dough conventional bread it all, all has the same recipe it's flour yeast water and salt so it's not conventional oh. to put milk or egg in a in a pizza crust, yeah. Oh, okay. Or a brand. You used to work at a pizza shop. <laughs> I didn't make a, <laughs> I didn't make the dough. I only I I was the one. Uh, you were the labor. Yeah, kneading or kneading. I didn't kneading. give you the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that was like what twenty five years ago. 20, yeah, 20, 20, 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, last question. Think about these two friends that should do this conversation and call them out. I I thought about this like. It's oh. hard to hard to hard to call up people if I haven't prepped with them in advance about doing this. I saw this question and I was thinking, how how am I going to answer this? Uh, one way you could do it is um, if you call them out and then you decide la uh, later that you think that they wouldn't appreciate it, we could delete it out of the video too. No, he's already decided he doesn't want to call people out. Oh, oh, is that? Oh. I, can you can you tell me like what what have you wanted? Who have you wanted to speak to on your show that you haven't been able to meet? Can you think of anybody in the activist space? Activists, activists. Oh, we don't media, know any. We don't have any Black Lives Matter uh, topics. Yeah, okay. Today. Is that a big thing? I, I can I can find you someone. I can call someone out. Sher Sherry Antoine, Sherry Antoine. Here's a name. Yeah. He organizes a project called Afro Crowd. Afro Crowd. Afro Crowd, and yeah. Afro Crowd seeks to uh, collect media and publish it in Wikipedia and otherwise. Yeah. About the African diaspora. She's, wow. uh, she represents uh, African people of all backgrounds, but especially Afro-Caribbean people. Yeah. Okay. And she's been organizing Wikipedia events for, for many years, and she would be great to, to speak on the topic of Black Lives Matters, even in general, or how it's represented in Wikipedia. Dude, awesome. I could take the racist devil's advocate position. <laughs> Jeez. No, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we don't want a bunch of downvotes on the video, man. <laughs> um, how about uh? No, I think that would be a fascinating person it's to talk the, to. The, the yeah. ignorant devil's advocate, the position uh, yeah. that, that, that yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm sure we could uh, before you ask the question every time to say, hey, by the way, this is not my view. <laughs> what if someone asked this? Um, what a, what if an ignorant racist was sitting where I'm sitting? <laughs> um, what about uh um the Asian hate crimes recently. Do you happen to know somebody that's been the kind of uh, active engaged in that in some way? Yeah. No. Yeah. For the activist against that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Asian. You mean like Chinese? So unrest? Are you talking about something in the United States or what are you talking about? Yeah. So uh, since COVID, uh, there is a lot of uh, Asian hate crimes. So there's or so says the media. Yeah. And there are some people at, um, protesting against against Asian hate crimes. It's okay. If, it's okay if you yeah, don't know anybody. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know anybody. Okay. So we have yeah. we have an um, Asian American Wikipedia editing event based in based in New York every year. So it's okay. an organization. I'd have to look at the name of the organization. There, yeah. So if you, yeah. So being proactive and calling calling these people out. I guess, I guess the kind of people I like to work with are people who are interested in some kind of media or some kind of public records. What, yeah. what I'm less interested in is when somebody uh, cares about these events, but they don't produce a media record of it. 
because then I feel like these kind of hate crimes get forgotten, and I, I don't want that to happen. I don't know anyone uh, who's specifically engaged in these kind of things. Okay, interesting. All right, so just um, I think you didn't you said you didn't want to plug yourself. So is there anything that you want um to kind of close this podcast out? Any um message or any anything that you do want to plug? Maybe the uh the Wikipedia. What was that? The uh the editors group. Uh, yeah, the local editing. Yeah. What's what's your editing crew? My editing crew, uh, my editing crew in Wikipedia, I affiliate with Wikimedia New York City. That's people who are geographically in New York City or interested in the topic. I'm mm. a member of Wikimedia Medicine, people who edit medical articles on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia LGBT. Those are those are my three primary affiliations. I also participate in, in certain events with Wikimedia Bangladesh, uh, just trying to get some intercultural experience. Wow. Different wiki community groups in, in India. So I kind of try to facilitate South Asian United yeah. States United States partnerships, and then I do uh, the open access group, access to information and citations in Wikipedia, quality control, and knowing about sources. No one needs to affiliate with groups. So anybody, if here's what I'll I'll tell anybody who wants to get engaged, try to add one sentence and one citation to Wikipedia. Come what may, like see how far you can get with this. Mm. There's different instructions. Someone can read the instructions, or someone can just click the edit button in Wikipedia. You're not going to break anything. Just do what comes naturally to you. <laughs> but do try to cite a source. Yeah. If if anyone edits Wikipedia, then it's something that people tend to remember for, for many years, maybe for the rest of their lives. Either you've edited Wikipedia before or you've never edited Wikipedia before. And if you use Wikipedia and if you want to understand how it works, you'll have much better perspective for the rest of your life, if only... You have the experience of trying to add one sentence and one citation at least. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, that's a fantastic way to end this. All right, Lane, it was a complete pleasure. Thank you for sharing three hours of your time with us and telling us the deep depths of uh, Wikipedia and explaining to us everything from, gosh, it was, it was a lot of stuff. Anyways, if somebody's listened to all this, uh, they heard, <laughs> they've heard it all. Anyways, yeah, so. we love what you do, Lane. Thanks. Thanks for Thank such you. an interesting conversation. Thank you so much. Cheers.